0: About it. Is there anyone that wants to chime in? I mean, how do you guys feel? I already feel disheartened myself because we're only giving some information and not asking the right questions. Um, you know, why was the response wrong? Um, how it was against federal regulations? Did they stagger the cards according to federal regulations? You know, there's a lot of things that did happen, um, which one has to posture and say, well, was that, like, intentional? Because, you know, your unified command calls the appropriate federal authorities – um, you know, obviously, the engineer and conductor must be under investigation and not working at the moment. So that's um, most likely because that's how they operate. You know, we don't have the track warrants. Uh, you know, we, we are only going by what they're providing because, you know, there's there's train manifests and track warrants and they're two things that complement each other, and those are key to understand what went wrong. I think it was reported that they nailed it down to which cart it was, right, which train car, but, you know, that just means that that's the one that the railway should have taken care of because, you know, uh, according to federal regulations, it's the actual train company that has the contract that is responsible for... Um, all the carts nobody else is responsible and so the other thing is is the vinyl chloride you know vinyl chloride is highly flammable and and reactive and can undergo spontaneous combustion under very specific circumstances um the condition would require that the vinyl chloride um is in a place where there's um Increased temperatures. Um, what else? Uh, it, it, what else? Um, there, there's got to be a, It depends if the vinyl chloride has a lower explosive limit. Uh, there's if it's a higher explosive limit, like they don't all just combust. The only thing that it requires is a catalyst. And so, you know, the hazards of dealing with vinyl chloride usually is to ensure that you almost like wet it down. You know, that, that's how you would prevent it. Um, you you store it appropriately, and if there's a spill, you know, the responders of hazmat would specialize in having this, the, the right equipment to mitigate it if there was an explosion. It's very difficult to actually just combust. So that's the other thing, because it would have a lower explosive limit for sure if it was what is on the manifest. So, you know, for me, if there's no ignition source next to it uh, to make it spark, well, you know, because they're making it sound like it was so flammable. It's kind of like, you know, in the movies when we see them throw a Zippo lighter back at the gas station. How many of us have ever dropped a Zippo lighter in gas? I have. It doesn't torch the place. So it's it's super weird, the response, um, the location, and just how they they didn't respond to it. You know, the control burn to, to do something like that in a trail derailment, right? It has to be done by the unified command. And that would include the EPA chiming in and all of that. They skipped over a lot of that during their decision making processes. It wasn't done correctly because there should be multiple state emergency and federal agencies and none of them were there. So it's, it's, it's very bizarre to see how this was handled and how, um, quickly they apparently did it because you know when you have the the, the people that are in charge of these things um It's comprised of local agencies, state agencies, federal agencies, um, the railroad company and other stakeholders like environmental groups would be part of it. And that's how you have like a total command center over a spill, kind of like we saw the response in Michigan that had a spill with almost identical chemicals, you know, and they didn't have to explode it. So these are the questions we should be asking. Why was the response like this? You know, who authorized everything to happen like this? And, you know, why the, why haven't they actually tested to see what they've done while others investigate why it was done like that? Because I personally, the way it looks, it just looks intentional for the reasons of that location was actually selected back in the day, um, about 2018, when they were courting Intel. East Palestine, someplace in Marietta, Ohio, and on the other side, West Virginia, are gonna be water recycling plants to assist with the semiconductor plant that's being built in Ohio, because it requires five million gallons of water um, a day. And so there's gonna be a lot of waste and they're looking to place recycling water units. And it's just, it almost seems like this was intentional because why would you botch something like that up? Why would you risk, you know, the population? So having said that, does anyone want to jump in? I mean, the deficiency. No hands, no one? Damn, everyone's just listening or is it my internet? (sighs) Okay, well, I guess no one wants to chime in on the Ohio derailment. Okay. Oops. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> hey, Tori. Hi, um, Tori.
2: I love listening to you. Um, I just want to say that I grew up in West Virginia, in Kanawha County. My high school was called Nitro. Um, we were surrounded by DuPont, Monsanto, FMC, carbide, everything, coal mines, strip mines, and they always you know, took care of things, you know, back then. Now they've cleaned up. There is no more carbide. Um, I'm not living there anymore. But they are able to clean up chemical spills. So I'm going with your idea that this is like they're just – the government is letting this happen to destroy the water.
3: Because well, you know
2: th- –
0: I, I have to. I have to say, it's it, it, it's just terrible the response. Like even you said, they can't do cleanups, right? They can, but the thing is now they're not even exporting the soil. So, you know, it's it's just a cluster of information that doesn't make sense. As I said from like the get go, the response was just so weird. And um, I just happened to have a listener of mine from Pennsylvania in the area that was. Drone mapping a place when they heard the crash, which was in the area, and that's where they hovered over. You know, it looked like a normal derailment. And the weird thing is, is that we're all like, are we not seeing the bigger picture? We had like UFOs, right? That's literally what the Pentagon said, right? We had alleged Chinese spy balloons cruising through the US then we had earthquakes going we had the super bowl which was another thing and this derailment totally went under the radar right and all this craziness happened oh and on top of that we had more derailments i mean what is what are the odds of having all these derailments in a short period of time in in so many places and 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 it's just it's it's bizarre because the response is so inefficient just to ohio all the other derailments had an efficient response but there was no efficient response here where there was allegedly a a spill that doesn't make sense you know that
1: the response is just insane I go ahead and apologetic hey i need one minute i'm getting my little ones um to the park here quick one second
4: yeah. Who's next? Um, I don't know if I'm next, but my mic's off, if it's all right for a moment. Hi, this is Apple Hi. Aaron. Hi, nice to talk to you. Yeah, um, I don't know if I'm like you, but it seems like we're always chasing our tails. We're always trying to unravel things that they've set into motion, and, and you know, they're always keeping us two steps behind, trying to fix a myriad of problems that they've Left in their wake, and, and it's it's extremely frustrating to me because you know they're creating all these problems, while that all we know there's solutions out there, and those solutions are getting repressed, and it's just so hard to find you know to get to get a few steps up ahead of them. And um, my point being is, is that you know I I know of technologies which um which which we could bring in immediately and start clearing up the rivers, and uh, it, it, within that area, very cheaply, very inexpensively, uses quantum, um, basically quantum broadcasting of, of electron bursts, which remove ionic bonding of, of whatever contaminants they put into the waters. Right,
0: right. Okay, so what we're focusing on here, though, is the deficiency. Okay. Like, there are solutions, gotcha. but what we need to do is go to back to the origin and say, okay, how is the response, you know? Um yeah. Was there, uh, you know, an efficient command center set up, you know, because that would require a uh, public health officials. Do we have any of that? Uh, we didn't see any of that. You yeah. know, did the EPA come down? Did FEMA come down? Because they have to, like, secure the scene. They have to develop a plan, you know, and they have to coordinate with other agencies, especially if they're doing a burn. And that's the thing. No one is talking about the deficiency in the response because, and, and, and I think the deficiency was almost like purposeful. I, I I kid you not, because we saw another, what, four or five derailments the next day in a couple days, and they had an efficient response and, and still the Ohio derailment wasn't even in the news by then. So No one's asking the right questions. Uh, You know, we can say, you know, the tracks were bad. We could say, oh, there was a spark. We could say this, right? The thing is that there's so many fail-saves on them. It's insane. Second, you know, from the manifest, it didn't seem like they were staggered correctly. Because there are federal regulations over how you stagger things that are hazardous materials, right? And the only way that you can see it is if you get, you know, the actual, you know, track warrant. And we had unmarked ones, like, you know, under federal regulations, military train cars are not required to be marked with any specific markings or designations, right? But um, if they, there are certain requirements to mark like hazmat materials um, on the unmarked train cars. So that's another thing, right? And you know, Northern doesn't own all the cars either because all these freight trains, right? They even carry their own, you know, locomotive, you know, like the engine part from other companies. You'll see Union Pacific tra- tracking along Canadian Pacific carts. You'll see Northern um, tracking along, you know, Union Pacific and Canadian rail carts because they all mix up. It's the content. So these are questions. Go ahead, Mayday. Oh.
5: <clears throat> Hi, I just wanted to uh, say that it to me, I mean, I don't know much about the railroad, um, even though I'm completely surrounded by railroad um, in the town that I live. Um, it's always been a concern of mine in terms of uh, derailments, but I live at, near uh, what they call a transfer station, so they go pretty slow here. But um, even though I don't know much about the railroad, I do know a little bit about investigations, and whenever there's an investigation that's, quote, botched or, you know, they put new investigators on the case or they they deploy, like, uh, you know, new train conductors or something, it's an easy way for them to mess up the investigation and kind of throw their hands up and say, oh, well, you know, accidentally we messed up or we just didn't follow the protocol as we should have. So move along, move along. Don't look at this. Don't look at that. Let's just go on to the next thing. And, you know, we'll take care of it as much as we can. And, you know, the, the ground is contaminated. So let's just take eminent domain and let's just take all that land and, you know, to secure it for the, you know, the people. So it's safe for the people and move them out. And to me, it just seems like it was all planned. Um, that the trains possibly derailed sooner than they should have whatever their plan was at that point but um and now it's just a full blown cover up and they weren't they weren't expecting to get as much coverage as as they ended up getting i mean and the mayor even said basically we don't want the we don't want the news here we don't want the spotlight so you know please go home shoo along you know don't look don't look over here so it was just the beginning of a series of events that it seems to me that they had planned, but didn't think they were going to get as much attention in Ohio as they did.
0: Yeah, because there were so many things. Like we had what you unidentified flying objects, Chinese balloons, right? We had all this stuff going and other derailments, not only in America, but on the other side of the world too, right? So that's what's up. Yeah, go ahead, Mo.
6: Hey, Tori. Um, I guess maybe two questions is, and I've seen, I think you, you may have even touched on it, but as some of these independent testers, you know, soil, water, and otherwise, um, would you suspect that, that, that it comes back that maybe there was chlorine or other something else other than the vinyl chloride that everyone seems to be terrified of? I mean, is it, is it, Is it that the train had uh, not mislabeled? I guess mislabeled cargo. But you also alluded to the other day. um, You know, I think with the explosion, and I get you know just for your followers, how would you find out? Obviously, the manifests are digital, but I'm assuming you're alluding to that there's you know paper copies or something else where you know obviously they, they blew something up wasn't the vinyl chloride on purpose. Um, how, how would somebody go about you know finding out the the, the difference yeah. there?
0: The, the, okay, so there's two things that when trains are traveling, they have track warrants and train manifests. There are two different things to make sure that they're allowed to pass, that they have passage, and it's safe. So the purpose of the track warrants, they're actually used by the dispatchers to actually authorize um, the movement of trains on a specific section of track Um, but the train manifests are used by train crews to document the contents and movement of the train itself right so the track warrants will have the authorization that authorization means that that section of the track has seen the items that are on the warrant and has allowed you to move through it. Those sometimes have different details than the manifest. Um, That usually happens when they come from the border, um, yeah, from station to station. So, you know, this is, see, I'm not an expert. This is where we should be interviewing, like, railroad engineers, you know, and bringing on people from the union of the railroad uh, you know, board. They should be fucking on TV answering questions like how things, you know, are happening. These are the interviews that we should be having so that the public's educated on the processes and where they failed. Because right now, I can tell you internally, knowing because I actually literally took the tests for someone so that they could get hired. So I, I, I was pretty efficient in remembering these things, um, and they're easily looked up. The procedure is that the engineer and the conductor. Are on leave until they're investigated so what they're looking is to see were they asleep in the engine room you know um did they just not listen were they busy doing something that they weren't supposed to do and then they investigate the car the car that you know has been singled out um was reported i think by millie weaver that that's the one that did it now they're going to be looking at the engineering portion of that this is the internal investigation right to see what it was and that is how you. Get to the bottom of what it is is the railroad that you need to be speaking to. The EPA won't tell you anything, you know. And the federal response was so bad, like what is there to say? They didn't do anything. I'm thinking, so we were just up to this mayor that's fairly new, and you know, the fire chief to just dig a moot around carts and set them on fire. Like that's not even a controlled burn. But here's the thing. There's already a massive class action firm that's on top of this. They were there, boots on the ground, and collected appropriate samples. So I can tell you one thing from the um, chemical engineer and environmental specialist. He's like an environmental hygienist that they selected. It's going to be very thorough. And um, I believe that um, there was a video where someone was asking him, you know, while he was taking sample, you know, what he thought. He said that the smoke indicated that there were other things because it was like chemical, you know, some deadly chemicals um, in the cloud. And I go back to my first initial, you know, hunch statement when I saw the cloud here in Ohio was it kind of looks like the one that was in Syria when they had that whole chemical weapon thing. And so, you know, we don't know what was really on there because it was... There weren't enough eyes on it. The derailment happened, and then they quickly just decided that they're just going to locally dig a moot that can destroy not only the water, the soil, but perpetuate chemicals across America. Like, how do you do do that? Did you take other measures? Like, who made that decision? These are the questions we should be asking because the railroad um, board is investigating their own side of things. And and these are really important questions. Um, go ahead. Yeah, yeah.
4: My, you know, I, I'm sorry. I jumped in earlier before I didn't know. Um, didn't know what the conversation was, so I kind of jumped in midstream. But yeah. Um, I mean, have we two part question. Have we have we even even gotten some water samples or any any soil samples yet to know what's what's in this? And secondarily, is because um, you know. There's a lot of us out there that do have solutions, and, and we would like to do something about it. So how do we organize to, to get ahead of this and to, 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 instead of waiting for all this red tape and so we're always two steps behind, how do, how do we get it? So how do we make a situation so we can actually activate on it and, and make, make a solution happen without waiting for
0: bureaucracy? Wait, are you saying, like, people just go there? And, and do things. People have already, like I said, hired a massive class action firm. You guys know Simmons, right? They're all over this. Yeah, but you know, not, not just a lawsuit,
4: biggest, an actual solution for cleaning it up. I mean, well, cleaning I know, it
0: up, you don't even know what's there yet. You that's know? what I'm saying. And it, that's the thing.
4: Not, it doesn't take long to, 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 to take a sample and find out what, what it is. I mean,
0: apparently we're a for month, month the EPA, out. it is. Yeah. From the what EPA, I see. Yeah, but
2: yeah.
0: it's definitely going to be out analytically by private entities too that actually did go out there because you can't, um, you know, fix something that you you don't know what it is yet because we're just taking to face value what the manifest says. Yeah. You
4: know? Yeah, well, all I'm saying is the water sample doesn't take that long to analyze, you know, and the soil sample doesn't take that long to analyze. And I know for a fact I'm connected with people that have solutions out there that are really inexpensive and can be making an impact, but we need to also verify that so they don't come and take the land away from these people.
5: Mm. Go ahead, Mayday. I'm wondering, I know the mayor uh, has been out there pretty vocal or at least trying to be, but would the city have any – or, or the county have any kind of chain of custody or manifests that we could compare to like the rail, the railway. Like, I, I mean, if these chemicals are traveling through this land would the landowners or the city or County or whatever, be privy to that information. Um, I'm just trying to think here because I know the, the railway is its own entity, but, what a, i don't know i just feel like with all the information and in the nda and and all the stuff going on with the actors and and the the supposed people that live there there's got to be a way to get some more like concrete information i just don't know how to get it from these people of course Anybody yeah. that's involved in a cover-up, they're not going to give it out. So Right. Well,
0: I don't think the people that that, that, that that live there actually know what's going on. They just know, you know, like we're just talking like the regular people. Right. They just know that something happened and no one's telling them anything. They're just like it's safe, but then the water's not safe. And, you know, those were those within the one-mile radius blast zone, you know, lost pets, animals. You know what I mean? It was pretty right. bad. And – um they're angry, but we're not going to know because the explosion happened and the appropriate steps weren't taken to be done, you know, which again, you know, this, this is kind of tying into what you said, like what, so now it's going to be rendered that it's polluted and they'll be like, okay, we'll just buy it out and give you money and then we'll build a water treatment facility, just like they had planned in 2018 because they need it for the Intel plant you know mm-hmm. these are these are the things that we should be you know paying attention to because it's almost as if the taxpayers are paying for things that that company needs to have in mm-hmm. order to function and was there a negotiation of such they say no but these are the things that we should be paying attention to the 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 lack of response the way they responded i mean they just left these people hanging high and dry right so we've just exploded something oh by the way you know you can come back now it's fine because low uh, the air quality on the ground was good enough right (laughs) damn right it's like so sad the way they treated them the water i mean geez
5: well and yeah and a controlled burn they have to notify the residents and uh well especially when it comes to the railway because where i live they uh it was probably over a decade ago, at least, maybe even two, where um, there was some old bombs over in the rail yard that that they had found that they were going to explode. And they let all the residents within a certain radius know that they were going to do, that they were going to explode them and to be, you know, ready for it. So definitely not controlled.
0: Yeah, no, it wasn't. And Stephen Petty said so too right? He was like, that is not a controlled burn. And you know, normally to safely manage any incident and, you know, mitigate any risks of fire or explosion, do you know what kind of measures you can actually take to contain vinyl chloride? Just using water or other agents to cool and dilute the, the material. That's all you have to do. And the use of fire suppression systems so it doesn't ignite. You don't have to set it on fire, They could have diluted it. So why did they set it on fire if they could dilute it? Because that's normal protocol. Go ahead, Jerry.
7: My question really is about if we look back in um, this last uh, probably year, year and a half, I have several friends that are on the railroad. um, And part of the strike was they were limiting the amount of people um, in inspecting and doing the safety they won't probably ever say this, but it, it literally says that they can have two basically inspectors at any of these trail yards for a thousand cars. And so that was one thing they were fighting for back when I think the Biden administration is the ones that pushed it, like made sure it didn't happen on their watch, this uh, union strike or whatever. Um So that was my main one. And then the other one is I live in Michigan where the Enbridge occurred. Um, Right literally in my backyard, the Enbridge oil spill that went down the river. And one of the things that I was very proud of, and we need to support the Ohioans on, is to make sure that it's not about the government. We don't want them near it. We want Norfolk Southern to pay dearly. Because Enbridge ended up paying, I think they're up to, i think 160 million in the cleanup and they weren't they were allowed to get out of the area until the people of that area were there i think that's where we could also support and make sure that the railroad that this was responsible for is it and not let the government come in and go oh okay it's okay we'll take care of it from here which makes me nervous every time thanks
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, um, the railway is going to go bankrupt, probably one class of it, and maybe scooped up by another railway, like Union Pacific or somebody. You know, that's what we can foresee, because they're going to make them pay these people for having to move, you know, because the government now can totally designate Mm -hmm. something a polluted area and take it. And, And this is, you know...
7: This is written
0: in the law, and we're screwed.
7: They can take it if they don't keep that that company responsible. They have insurances for these train derailments. That's what got Enbridge. Enbridge had to go through with it because of what they're doing with the class action lawsuit. It's when you let them go bankrupt on top of that, right? Then, Then the government could actually step in and do something crazy like that. And it's obvious it was all exactly what you've said for a long long time tory like you can see it all planned out but this two people every night have to inspect the brakes of a thousand trail car rail cars a night and that's they set this up perfect for either sabotage or whatever you know in that part so so that's all i got
0: yeah Hey, I'm Jim. Uh, Thank you.
8: Uh, This is actually a question from John McGrath, who's listening, but unfortunately can't ask questions. So there are upcoming GOP hearings, and would it be possible for you to be in the witness list?
0: Um, Yeah, I'm actually looking to go there. And, you know, um, no, I asked a question, not witness, because I didn't witness anything. But I'm actually going to go down to the Ohio GOP hearing that they're going to have. And I'm going to say, you guys had already said that you were going to put water treatment plants. And, the, and, and it was very, the response was bad. So aside from that, we need to hear from the railway, not reports. We need to know, what did they find out? Was it their brake system? Was it this? Did the engineer fall asleep on the job? Was it the electronics? Was this intentional? Like, what was this? Because then we can start asking the questions once the railroad can come back. Because they're going to do a thorough investigation, right? Because these are people's union jobs, right? And it's one of the strongest unions in America, the railroad. They have their own retirement. They don't do Social Security. So... You know we're not hearing from them, and they are definitely investigating this a lot better than the government would. So you know I'm going to go down there and I'm going to ask the right questions, and you know obviously hopefully we'll have from the private firms that are out there the results too, to just you know indicate that because what we have to see is the trail the train cars you know where they staggered according to federal law. There are regulations, federal regulations when you stagger the cars on a train. You know, to not put materials that can be flammable close to each other. They have to be staggered in a certain way. And what what alarmed me, I would say, is that at the end of it, there were five cars with malt liquor, one, they were all together, right? And so I'm like, okay, so the tail of the train had alcohol, which by the way, probably went to House of Rose, which is the Secretary of State's daddy, right? You know, and and that was saved, and everything else just went berserk. And I'm thinking, so they just had five, you know, carts of alcohol at the end. Were the rest staggered,
1: or were they stacked? And that's a question that hasn't been answered either. Um, Go ahead. Hey, um, okay, so I have a question. The Army Corps of Engineers, what, what oversight do they play?
4: I would like to just say one last thing, and that is, if I had a water sample and I was able to get it to my friends, Within less than three weeks, we could be cleaning up the river. And actually, we could clean it up in a month, in a month's time. And
0: and it's just so frustrating Yeah, well, that, I'm sure when me. we get to that point, you know, they'll have bids out there that you can actually, people can bid on, you know, for yeah. cleanup crews. They could just yeah. call and do it. It's not uh, something that, yeah, but here we're discussing deficiencies, not their solutions. We need to find out okay. why this happened and how it happened.
4: I understand. Okay, but well, thanks. please, please, please keep in touch with that. Because I mean, yeah, we're we're just yeah. trying to help, and we're just trying to get mm-hmm. ahead of it, you know. And for like twenty thousand dollars, we can clean up five miles of river.
0: Yeah. well, th- then you should be putting response to you know responses to proposals that they'll be putting out. Okay. Okay.
1: Um. Okay. Thank Go you. ahead, Brianna. Okay, uh, so sometimes on Twitter Spaces, by the way, uh, certain people can't hear others on the panel. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's what's going on with resurrecting Eden. Okay, so um, the Army Corps of Engineers, what oversight role do they play? Like, I know that they are, you know, like infrastructure. Uh, they control the water um, flow, I guess, in a sense. Like, if Grand Forks was in a drought, they would allow a dam to open up to give them water. Um, So like I posted a a screenshot of some numbers. They have their own like FOIA and then their own report fraud, waste and abuse number as well. I, I just, I don't really understand, I guess, if the Army Corps of Engineers has a major role in like train derailments or, or stuff like this. Do you know Tori?
0: Well, no, they definitely do. They have people that are firemen and people that um, are trained conductors. You know that are they're probably trained. Now, those are part of the federal and um, federal agencies like the Environmental Protection Agency, DOT, right? Emergency Management, FEMA, which would include the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers when talking about you know chemicals, et cetera, et cetera. And they 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 are involved in the response depending on the nature of the incident. So, those are the entities we should have seen in East Palestine. That's actually the way this whole command thing happens, you know, when an incident happens. And we didn't see that because there's no way FEMA would have come and said, oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong here. We'll just get going on our merry way. Um, Go ahead, 911.
9: Hey, Tori. Um, Sorry, I'm like really, really terrible at public speaking. But I just wondered has anybody FOIA'd the call report? And the call recordings and the radio traffic for this incident yet and also i was wondering does the fire department act as the emergency management for that area or do they have their own emergency management
0: yeah well okay so in so when when something happens there's like a, a command thing that gets set up right so then there's one person that's in charge for everything right and that and then under that person falls like EPA DOT FEMA corps whatever state agencies, like state emergency management agencies, DOT may be involved. Obviously, they would um, with the trains, um, depending on the severity of the incident, right? And then you'd have your local agencies, like the fire department, police department, public health department, um, that would be involved. And then the railroad company would be involved and part of that whole command thing. And then it would be other people that can also join, like um, environmental groups or industry associations um, may be involved part of this command, depending on the incident. So we didn't see any of that shit happen. (laughs) That's basically the problem. We didn't see any of that. Well,
9: I was wondering, because typically when it comes to the railroad, like was it their dispatch that contacted the local dispatch, or was it the other way around? And I know in some small cities, they have like their fire department access, their emergency management and then there are other localities that have their, like, own emergency management that would set up, like, a command center. Then they would start reaching out to, you know, DEQ and then start the response from there. But I have never known that it, for it to be, like, a fire department's decision, uh, you know, to make the decision to, like, explode the thing. Like, they would have had to have gotten orders from somewhere.
0: Uh, Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You would see the minute the incident happens, the first thing you do is put one person in charge of the federal, state, local and other party agencies that will be involved in the response. So I agree with you. Like, when does the fire department decide, oh, we're just going to dig a moot and the explosion will be, you know, one mile radius? And it's like, damn, that's kind of. A big radius, right there, boy. You <laughs> know what are you exploding? And we're just going to put gasoline and set it on fire, and it'll be fine. It'll just look like we just had our own mini Hiroshima with a ton of chemicals, but everything's fine. That's
9: crazy. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense to me, just from my experience.
0: Yeah. Um. Go ahead, Sir Oliver.
10: Hello. Good evening, everyone. Um. I I did kind of a little. Deep dive into this early on, and um, I, I always follow the money. And what I came up with, because DC Drano said BlackRock and Vanguard owned off uh, Southern, but it's you got to go deeper than that because BlackRock and Vanguard, you know, they're asset management companies and they manage thousands of companies. So I came up with uh, one in particular that stood out to me is called uh, Gibson Wealth Advisors. And it's comprised mostly of Vanguard-owned companies, just different names of pretty much the same company. They own 71%. Right, okay, okay, hold on. So they own that.
0: So we know Vanguard and BlackRock own everything. Why is that?
10: This is what I was getting at. So what I was getting at was if you look at the... The purchase and sales of this quarter, that particular company, which I believe is a shell company, there was a sixty-two hundred percent increase of the stocks. I mean, they dumped billions of dollars into this, so it just seems really strange how why they would do that. At the same time, there were there were dumps of the shares by some companies like Chase, Les, you know, Lazard Asset Management. So it's just. It seems very strange. Goldman Sachs dumped 35% this quarter. It, it just seems pretty, high. and I always think back to executive order 13848, because um, I think this was done on purpose. Um, I think they had more malicious intent for those chemicals and they just didn't reach their destination for whatever reason. Could have been someone stepping in to prevent further harm You know, maybe it truly was the bearings that, you know, malfunctioned and the train just happened to dump off in one of the smallest towns that they just made a movie about not too long ago. It just seems very odd, the whole thing and who's involved. So yeah, um, and the and the and the EPA
0: putting out and the CDC new policies just a week before the derailment. Right, and when right? You talk, in yeah. regards to the chemicals, they told everyone, and that's the thing. Like people are going down there, and we should be interviewing the railroad people. We need to dig into this city's foundation and see, you know, when they made this movie, did they get any money? Because you know, I was trying to look into the foundation. It was set up in 2013, but it just it's just there. You know, there's say- like no policies, no anything. I went on the way back and took a look. Like, you know, they hardly use it. And it's like, so suddenly they're at the forefront. Like, yeah, just send it to us. And I'm like, what is going on here? Right. Like, Very you awesome. know, it just seems too, yeah, it just seems too rushed. And then they were getting these My ID bracelets, right, yeah. to track their health. And it's like, and they were encouraging people two weeks beforehand to – you know sign up so they can track them now they're giving them dna kits so they can swab them and get all their information and put them on a database like it just sounds it sounds insane and you know the more you look at it you're like they made a movie last year some of the people that we saw on tv were actually in the movie you know it was the same type of scenario um you know a week before the derailment all the some of the chemicals that were alleged on the train, they had just changed, you know, the, the, the whole white papers on, you know, their opinions. They just changed their standards like a week before. Two weeks before that, they're handing out Medi bracelets. I mean, this is insane. And then they tell <laughs> them, you must leave or else, um, what is it? You're getting arrested, Right. Yeah, and I, then they're like, now you can come, and that was weird, and and now you could come back and drink the water, and then twenty days later, don't drink the water, and you're just like, what, like what is going on here? Well, it's like you, on purpose.
10: You you know as well as anyone, uh, CIA controls the movie industry. You know that there's a CIA within the CIA in the movie industry. First off, the EPA they uh, tasked C T E H, right the environmental company to for the cleanup and they're owned by montrose environmental who just purchased mse not too long ago who actually had contracts with the department of defense department of homeland security the army corps of engineers and every other fraction of the faction of the um military so i they're heavily involved they got their hand all over the cia military you know, I, I happen to believe that we not we but their their plot was foiled. That's what I believe.
0: Yeah, I, I, I you know what, I would not dismiss it. But you know, I see that they just derailed in other states like, like it was a cascade event. And I was like, what was that to kind of convince us that our railroads look like shit. They don't have to convince us we can see it ourselves. Right. Um, so, so why have all these sudden derailments? You know, all of a sudden, just happening
10: to confuse them. So to keep us all confused and wondering what's going on, you know, the devil's a master of deceit and 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 you know, confusion. So we're all try- trying to find out what's really going on when, in actuality, it's endgame for them, in my opinion. You know.
0: Well, that that's the thing. If if we know that they're throwing the kitchen sink at us. You're like, you're seeing the derailment and then like this mushroom cloud. And you're like, yo, that mushroom cloud looks similar to that, that stuff we saw in Syria. And you know, no one's talking about it. And I'm like, all right, I'm calling friends. I'm like, Hey, what about this derailment and explosion? Yeah. Isn't that like it tipped over? And I'm like, um, yeah, that's kind of a concern. And they were like, Oh, well, I think everything's okay. They don't need help. And I'm thinking, what is going on here? Am I being punked? Like, how is this happening and then all these trains start falling and balloons and ufos and i'm like all right we're we're la- we're losing focus we need to stick to the things that we can control and know and and that's asking the right questions with, which
5: i haven't seen being done at all now, go ahead um i'm well, two things first off uh if the train was leaking then why did they need to puncture it and then second, it seems to me like this is just a way to um, claim negligence and easily, you know, do an internal investigation and then the train conductor can be the fall guy for all of this and we won't even be able to see a copy of the investigation um, because it will be done internally. But when you were talking just now about the all the different derailments, it's almost as if, you know, desensitize us from all these Uh, railways and and derailments so that when they go back to using those railways for other reasons other than just transporting these toxic chemicals and doing land grabs and uh, the water heist, we won't be paying so much attention to the railways because it will be like, you know, normal to us now that all these railways are just derailing, you know, once a week now um so it seems to me like we just need to pay more attention directly on each railway now specifically in smaller cities and towns that don't get a lot of attention and um the questions need to be asked immediately before they conduct this internal investigation and then close us off to even asking questions i agree
0: i agree like I agree. I I haven't seen one proper like report. Like you know, hey, code of Fe- the federal regulation, you know, provides detailed requirements, you know, of the loading and transportation of hazard hazardous materials, right? In different classes, and it says how they need to be staggered when loaded, right? It, it like all of these are simple questions that could be asked, and we're not getting it. We're just getting some lame response, like. Nothing to see here, you know, while everything's on fire. And, you know, there's nothing to see here. Oh, yeah, here we're scooping the water. Yeah, it's super bad, which is normal, right? In the vicinity of where the explosion is, it's completely normal to have crappy water and crappy soil because it was right there in the explosion section. So we know this. The thing is, what was in the explosion that is in the water and in the soil that will clear up eventually at some point or it can perpetuate who knows, but these are the things that we don't know is what's going on here is the conductor going to be the fall guy. Um, are they just going to sweep this under the rug as a deficiency for the railway company that then will buy be bought out for pennies on a dollar by a, you know, by another railway. Right. Maybe Union Pacific, maybe Canadian Railway. Who knows? Right. Is that what's going to happen? And then what? The government can just say, oh, it's polluted because they updated their policy. So now polluted land, they could just take it. So now they're just going to take it and say it's polluted and you can't stay here. No, you got to clean it. No, it's going to cost us too much to clean. It we will give you money and you could just go somewhere else. And then they'll be like, oh, by the way, because we did this and we have this, we're just going to build, you know, a nice water treatment facility here. Boom. Everybody's happy. And, and that's how it looks like it's going to happen. And, you know, that's how it looks like. Go ahead, 911.
9: So something else that seemed a little odd to me is anytime that there's like a even a small chance of the soil or the water getting contaminated, there's like an immediate bull water advisory issued and not like just a little one. It usually lasts for weeks. And I didn't see that with this.
0: That is, that is really important too. And it's not any of the States and cities that are bordering the, the river of where the spill is should be concerned. You know, they should be concerned because the, the water may not be good. And we don't know, and they're not telling you. You know, we had uh, somewhere in Ohio, the power went out in a water treatment facility somewhere in Ohio, and they made it um, made it clear that, um, oh, you know, this is unrelated to other to the derailment or something like that. Like, why would the water company say that, right, in the text to their customers? So that was really bizarre too.
1: Go ahead. Okay, Um, so upon reading this article that I just posted down there, um, I realized that if we wanted to figure out what the contaminated soil was made of, it would have. Okay, so like in North Dakota, there's water disposal wells everywhere, and I know how they work. Um, Like if you are disposing of XYZ chemicals into a water disposal facility, your company's name goes on that, um, like in that well in case there's like a a seepage um, into the groundwater um, in that well and you're responsible for the cleanup of XYZ materials that you put in there. And so since Norfolk supposedly sent the contaminated materials to like out of state, which is weird, because that's tr- more transportation to begin with. Well, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Today they said that they weren't going to send them anymore.
1: Right, yeah. Now yeah. Now they're sending them to two different Ohio facilities, because um, on Friday they got shut down from being able to do it, and now the EPA is saying that they're going to have to approve um, the disposal plans that comes from this train or whatever. Uh, but... Those chemical lists at those disposal facilities in Texas and Michigan that they first sent them to, they would have what type of chemicals that are being stored there. They would have to, correct?
0: What do you mean they would have to? Like you're saying, like in Michigan, that they would have the chemicals in the soil?
1: Well, because it says in the article that Norfolk was shipping the contaminated soil out to different states in michigan and then one in texas and texas was pissed off because they didn't get a heads up that this contaminated soil was coming down there so they stopped it on friday and then the epa said okay now there's two facilities that are epa approved in ohio that this contaminated soil and they're going to dig even further down and put in like um groundwater monitoring wells for contamination um, over in East Palestine there. And so now the contaminated soil will be shipped to Ohio. But prior to that, supposedly Norfolk was sending it to two different, like, out-of-state facilities.
0: Which is also kind of weird. Yeah. I'm just saying, everything is just weird about this. And, you know, so many people are out there. The one thing we do know is these people need water, right? And these people have no idea what's in their air, in their ground. They have no idea what's there because no one's been transparent to put out a proper report. You know, I think it's um, uh, there's a there's um a report that they put out that wasn't even a pro like a proper report that talks about what they found, like from their stupid samples. The legit, like they they didn't do anything they didn't put anything in regards to something that makes sense there's let me retweet this quickly here's 810 pages of data where they're giving out this is this is the stuff that they're getting and what's weird is that you know the people can't understand this they need to know this is the problem this is the problem no one's giving them answers and so that's even dodgier right It's dodgier. Like, okay, we have a mess. Like, let's say this was legit a total mistake and all the other derailments were just really freaky coincidences, okay? Let's just pretend, right, that this is all like this, okay? Let's just pretend. Then your response will be like, yo, we need to get our stuff in gear. How do we protect the area? That would totally not protect the area. Let's douse it with water and anti-fire things, you know, maybe follow federal regulations, you know, stuff like that. That would be the normal response and that the, you know, they put them in temporary housing to make sure everything's fine, um, check radiation levels even, check everything. Like, we, they don't have anything like that. I, when I went down there twice, I've been down there, right? They didn't have anything like that. So, like, you know, if I was living there and this is happening, I'd be like, yo, give me a sheet that tells me what's going on here, you know, am I going to lose my hair You know, am I going to be, you know, when I grow up, am I going to be making like nuclear babies with three heads? Like what's going on here? And they have no answers. And that's inefficient in itself too. Right. I completely deficient. I shouldn't say inefficient because there's no fish, anything. They suck. Their response is crap and it's just getting dodgier and dodgier. Go ahead, sir.
10: Get back to me, please. I'm still doing some digging. I'll be back. I'll be back.
0: I'm trying to let other people on here and see.
11: Hey, Tori, you can drop me because I lost my train of thought and I'm editing video right now, so I'm just listening. Okay.
12: Okay. Hey. Hi. Okay, so just a couple things. We live in Ohio, about an hour and a half southeast of the disaster. And I just want to thank you for talking about the Berkey water filter. We got one last summer, so we feel, you know, really protected. That way. And um, also my husband.
13: Does it work? Am I talking? Yeah. Okay. You there? Yeah. So my
12: husband, my okay. husband just one told me that on the inspectors at the railway, he said they don't inspect them one at a time. They put a line on and inspect whole lines of them at once. And if one of them leaks, then they know, you know, so it's not like they, the two inspectors is just outrageous. That's all I wanted to
0: say. Yeah, no, yeah, they they, they line them up. They have electronics that check fuel lines if they're leaking, they check the alignment They have feedback, independent feedback mechanisms. So, like, there's one that relays down to the caboose that alerts them if anything's off, if there's a leak, if there's a fire, if there's something coming off, if there's imbalance. And then if that doesn't work, if there's no response from that to clear the signal within a certain time, then there's an independent response that the car itself does and goes into emergency brake mode. So, you know, there are fail-safes to fail-safes, and then you ask yourself, like, you know, is this for real? Like, did what, both fail-safe on that cart, that specific cart, fail? Um, how did they both fail? So those are questions that are, you know, pretty damning, if answered, <laughs> if answered. Um, go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead, Jerry. Oh, I'm What's sorry. You... Can you hear me? Okay, yep. sorry about that.
14: So let's talk about the fire chief for a second. So this is a gentleman who's claiming that he has the authority to, to do this burn. And apparently some of the, I know the Ohio Star is really trying to get a statement from him, and apparently he's balking now. First, he said that he did have the authority, and now he's backing off that. But does anyone have any information about the fire chief or where he comes from or how? I mean, who could ever believe that he would have the authority to do such a thing?
0: he doesn't without the federal that's what i've been saying like there are you know like when there's a command leader for like when an incident happens the first thing the superintendent for that railway that's how the hierarchy mm-hmm. goes starts making phone calls and then immediately they someone gets placed in as the leader of the whole command thing and they're the ones responsible for getting the federal state and local authorities to come at the table that includes public health dot fema everybody comes right especially when When there's toxic chemicals, and that's who does the fires,
14: right? Not the fire. Right. Well, what's so bizarre?
0: None of them turned up, so how did he do that? He's not a chemical engineer. Did you see Stephen Petty, what he said? He's like, that wasn't a control burn. Yeah, I did. And that's what's, you know, mind-boggling. You know, it makes you think – could could this be just happenstance that they wanted that area anyway? And it was just tragic that at the area that they wanted, this thing happened. OK, let's just pretend. Right. Like, could it be that they were covering up what was there?
14: It seems very bizarre to me that there, there are no either local or regional or national or international, you know, press pressing this gentleman on his this statement that he has this authority. He's not I mean, he, he's wavering, but he hasn't backed down. And no one's pressing him on it.
0: Yeah, and where's where's the where are the environmentalists? You know where are the, the 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 tree huggers? You know where are the fish environmentalists? Like why aren't they there? How is there no response? If this happened somewhere else, there would be a response, no? Or am I remembering that these organizations turn up to everything? Like we didn't even see anything happen like that.
14: Well, they're typically paid to be there also. Having, having been, been on the other side of it working for a large PR firm, the response that would have been um, assembled by the company itself to make sure that you had all these stakeholders involved in the decisions and the communications that would have already been put in place, to, to see none of that in place is so it's so, it's, unbelie- it's so unbelievable yeah, that's that
15: it
0: can't I'm be saying. true. That's what I'm saying. Like, the response. This is where we see the deficiencies. Like, any other times in the past, if there's an oil spill, you have people there with Dawn soap, you know, cleaning birds and stuff and doing things. You know, look at me. I'm an environmentalist, right? And they come out with their clipboards and talk about the oil spill. Here we have, you know, potentially something that has destroyed the land, Right there in East Palestine, right? We have a cloud with chemicals that nobody knows what they are. And we have it, you know, going into the downstream of the Ohio River. And no one turned up, which means no one cares. Which means, to me, they wanted this to happen. Like, just from that. Because no matter what it is, they'll still have it there, you know? This is it. I think it's like they wanted it to happen.
14: Right. Well, thank you for
5: having us tonight, Tori. Yeah, no. Go ahead. Just to add to that, yeah, where's PETA? Where, where are all these organizations for the animals and, you know, save the fish, save the water, save the land, all the, all the climate change people that should be out there, you know, with their picket signs freaking out because this is a lot of, according to them, a lot of damaged land. And trees and animals and, you know, agriculture, whatever is out there, it's all damaged now. So And water.
0: Like, uh, they didn't well, even yeah. have water. Like, President Trump brought them water. Like, they didn't even have water. This <laughs> is where water companies would have used this as PR Jerry will probably speak to that to send them water. Like Dasani would be like free advertising. Look at us, eco disaster. And we're giving free water because our water is safe, right? Like no one's taking advantage of that PR wise. Like we see, you know, when hurricanes happen, you see all the Tyson food and Oh, look at this bounties giving paper, you know, this is product placement. Like we don't have anything like that. And that's where you pause and think, Wait a minute, all of this happened and no one's taking it and running with it, right? And the the response was crazy with this fire chief, right? And Jerry, the Ohio star, needs to keep pushing. Like, not just, you know, him. It's like, hey, who's the conductor and the engineer? Were they sleeping? Were they working over 12 hours? Are they going to be thrown under the bus? Like, you know, where's the investigation from the railroad? My gosh, this is like the most bizarre thing, Um any other final comments,
5: I guess? Am I the only one that lost sound? I'm sorry, what? No, I... What? I
14: have, a, I have a, one more comment. Speaking of the Ohio Star, I know they really are very, very understaffed. This is like a, a regional... You know, sort of three man um, band, and they are really trying. Any information you all have, I would say go to their website at the Ohio Star. They have the Tennessee Star, and I think they have Arizona as well. They are really trying. If there is anything that you all have, questions that they think they should, you should think they should ask, or resources you think they could use, I know that Michael Patrick Leahy, who runs it, will be um, happy to see it because they really are trying to push, and he's very understaffed.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah. Thank you. Hey,
4: Tori. Yeah. Um, I agreed that the fire was to hide other crimes, but the other subsequent derailments, I believe were sabotage teams to throw the attention away from Ohio. And we can see this all, this whole pattern that's going on that, that we, the people are under attack worldwide. I mean, look at the airlines collapsing and having problems with the software, the trains, the food industry, we're under attack. And it's a pattern to hurt us towards saying, hey, the government can take over everything and they'll they will save us.
0: You know, I happen to agree with you. I mean, like I said, they threw the kitchen sink at us within like a seven day span. Train derailment, chemical plant explosions, Chinese balloons cruising through our airspace, right? Unidentified flying objects right? Super Bowls with like some really weird dancing. You know, we had, we had a lot thrown at us in the seven day period. How do we focus? And we have to focus where the distraction is. I don't know
5: is, if Tori's like trying to talk. I can't hear her. I don't know about anybody else.
1: Okay. Whoever said that, sorry, I was, on, I was reading something. Um, So that happens on spaces sometimes where somebody that's hosting up top um, can't hear another person that's speaking on the panel. Um, And so she was talking, it's just you weren't able to hear it's weird glitches like that. Um, But with that being said, I do want to say something about this, these chemicals that were shipped out. So the ones, there was 20 truckloads that were shipped to this Michigan disposal um, site. It was EPA approved to manage this hazardous material. The one in Texas was not, but the one in Michigan was. Well, five of those truckloads actually got returned. And I think my husband's, yeah, my husband's still down there listening. So in order for um, contaminated soil or water to get set back, returned, it's usually because the rates, well, with what my husband deals with, it's the rate of radiation is too high and it doesn't pass. whatever micron level that they use. And so that was very curious, the fact that there was five truckloads returned back to that site from the Michigan one.
2: That's crazy.
1: I mean, think of it. Like this is really crazy. You know, this is this could
0: be that Simpson episode where they put just a dome over Palestine and say it's radioactive or whatever. You know. Uh, this is it's it's just pure insanity and the fact that you know, we have so many people asking questions, but we're not getting the right answers. You know, we have the House GOP talking about it. I, I know they're, they're going to remove DeWine. I mean, the response was terrible. And at the moment now, people are like, we can't go attacking the mayor or whatever because we need to see what's going on. You know, the mayor doesn't even know what's going on. He doesn't look like he's in the know at all. You know, I, I'm sorry. I, I I don't know what else to say. Like And the guy's new to the job. So... But it's like, we're not getting the questions answered. The premium question is, what kind of shitty response was that? Like, what's going on? Did you guys do this on purpose? Because it looks purposeful to me, you know, with all these things. And this is just uh, one thing. Now, just to shift gears, speaking of, you know, narrative shifts and whatever, like, what's going on with the Ukraine? Like, Ukraine has all this, and they're out of weapons now, and, you know, they're going to lose their war thing now they're trying to get mbs let's not forget the high five he had with putin right right and it's like what is going on like are we the united states of ukraine i mean i want to hear someone's like legit thoughts on what do you really think is going on with ukraine like for real who wants to go i want to hear all the theories of what you think is going on in ukraine okay um let me get Someone else. Let me remove from speakers because I'm full, and let me add someone else. Okay. Do you want to say something on snow cone fish? Oh, that's such a dope name, snow cone fish. Um, do you want to give us your spin on what you think is going on in
10: Ukraine? Well, I think Ukraine is just <clears throat> complete back blackmail for the Biden administration because if they
0: just for them? Just think about no. it, though. Why would the United Kingdom and Germany back up Biden? He has, like, two feet in the grave. He's going to be dead soon. Like, why are they backing him up? You know, I don't think it's just the Biden administration. Like, you know, it seems like they're trying to create sides based on something.
16: Well, yes, yeah, definitely created on something. I mean, if the U.S. has their footprint in anything, then the U.K., And Germany also, I believe, has their footprint on something. So they can exploit it that way.
0: Okay, let's hear someone else. Let's see. Hold on. Who do I take down? And I'm full on speakers. Give me a sec. Okay. (laughs) Um, Did I do this right? Sorry, I laughed at the name. Okay, sweaty Zeus. What do you think is going on in the Ukraine?
16: Who's that, me? Sweaty Zeus? Okay. Yeah, Sweaty Zeus. <laughs> All right. Um, I, to me, it seems like the cover-up has to do with, obviously, like a, a whole lot of things, obviously, that the, whatever you want to call it, the deep state, the shadow state was doing there. I mean, we've got discussion of bio labs, We've got discussion of organ harvesting, human trafficking. I mean, it just goes on and on. It seems like everything...
0: Yeah, but you think but do you think that they would kick off a world war just to cover up crimes that they do there? They've done it somewhere else too. They've done it in Syria, they've done it in Lebanon, they've done it in the Congo. Like, what are you guys like legit? Like I'm saying like we've got this guy that dances in heels that's an oligarch that pretended to be a teacher that became a president. Now he's a president. He's dressed like a freaking Lego figure, always wears the same outfit again and again, just like Hitler did. And then he goes to countries and says, you better give me this. And it's like, hold on a second. If we take a pause back and we go back to 2019, I think I was reporting that the United Kingdom was delivering tanks to Ukraine's border, right? I was reporting that, hey, it looks really weird that these helicopters... From France are going to Ukraine you know for exercises you know when Putin shot back at them at some point remember with the ship thing that happened back then that was because he saw that they were violating the Minsk agreement so now the minute they have President Trump out of office right alleged office right he comes in and you know just full-blown says you know we're going in and we're going to protect the ukraine and says we're going to war and all of us were like all righty then we don't see it you okay know, it was kind of like they kept saying it like this is so orchestrated why what do you think their end game is there we go what do you think the end game is to this ukraine thing what is their end game
16: is it is it russia or ukraine though that's what my question is is the end game russia related or ukraine related is Ukraine just the proxy to get at Russia?
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. What do you think the end game is? Like we have all of NATO saying, "Yeah, we're going to go against Russia." And it's like, wait, you guys are declaring World War 3 and we're sitting here talking about random things when there's World War 3 literally happening. So bad that if you got you know when when we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, you know, everyone was playing dumb, right? And I was like, "Damn, should we brace for something? Because if I was Putin, I'd be shooting nukes at America just for doing." I mean, yeah,
16: it's an act of war. It's you, you act know, of yeah, war. it
0: is. It is, and he's shown great restraint
16: too against and Germany. So, is to, against Germany as well. I mean, the civilian infrastructure. Um, that that I don't know. I mean, that that would be you know, from an outsider looking in, that would be what I would guess. But um, that you it, think it,
0: that that they're just after Russia? using Ukraine as a proxy that's a really good educated guess right there and
16: well I mean the reason I'm saying that too is you you had Lindsey Graham calling to have him assassinated on Fox News what six months ago so I mean
0: well yeah if Lindsey Graham's mouth is moving he's usually lying you know he's so flippy floppy yay Trump no Trump yay this you know no you know we can't trust him but yeah you're right though that tells us where you know they sit
16: yeah, well, hey, I, I, that's all I got. I had My other stuff. I, while I was waiting on the other topics, but I'll, 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 I'll let you keep it moving on this. So I'll get off. Okay, sorry. That's all right.
14: Go ahead, Jerry. oh yeah. Um, I think it's just the money. I think that they they've got to launder the money, and he's threatening them because they have no other place to launder their money anymore, and, and their money is being cut off everywhere else, including. I mean, if Trump really rolled the Fed into the treasury then you know and we really are going to go to the gold standard at some point then they don't have any they don't have any money left
0: oh so you think it's a money laundering operation
14: well part of yeah but i think their money's being cut off and i think they're starting to feel a stranglehold
0: yeah, I think so, too, that money could be playing a part. Yeah, that sounds plausible, right? But, you know, when I saw that Saudi Arabia met with um, Zelensky today, that's kind of like,
14: oh. Um... Yeah, but they they went with BRICS, and so is Germany. So, you know, I, I think that's something else.
0: There's, there's something going on. That's why I, I just want to see how, you know, how people are digesting it. Because, I mean, the news that we're getting is that, Biden's telling them that we have flags of Ukraine in almost every home in America. And I was like, the fuck we do? Um, You you know, we have all these woke companies that, you know, are wearing Ukrainian flags everywhere. And it's like, you know, people are tired of this. Kind of like that TikTok I shared where the lady was like half crazy dressed saying, I'm going to Ukraine to get my money because they just keep giving my tax money there and they need to be paying for this inflation. Right. And, and, and all of America feels like that. And to have Zelensky then turn around and say any American that doesn't want to support Ukraine is like... Ooh, you're bad. It's like, dude, nobody asked you. Like who cares what you think? Like you're taking our money and then you're gonna tell us, you know, that we're POS's if we don't support your efforts. Like, you know, and and we're sitting here accepting that too. Like if I was in Congress, I'd be like, Hey, resolution to, you know, condemn what Ukraine said about our citizens. Like our leaders aren't even standing up for us to say Ukraine's president should never be speaking of our citizens like that they're giving him billions and billions of fucking dollars you know it's it's plain and simple and i can't believe that we're just letting this all happen it looks like a nightmare we're on this Ferris wheel of nightmares and we're all like we need to get off this ride it's done like it's terrible but this ukraine thing is really the end game like you know with saudi arabia coming into the picture that's a game changer and that's why i want to hear what you guys think because You know, it's one thing that he's writing, you know, the whole EU and NATO nations and the United States, obviously, because of Biden and the UK and Australia because of the UK and Canada because of the UK. Right. But now that Saudi Arabia is popping their head in, it's like, what is going on here? I'd love to hear um, more um, opinions. Let me get somebody else on we have a lot of requests. Okay. There we go. Okay, go ahead. Chris? I'm oh, sorry Chris, about that. Hey. Go
17: ahead. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, the whole Ukraine thing to me is kind of crazy, so, and I'm a little salty with just some of the stuff that I see going on on, like, a local human behavior type thing, and I just kind of feel like it seems like for the, for any of this stuff to happen, it takes so long to plan and get things in line. And it seems like a world war was something that they were all, prop- like, uh, you know, was needed. Just kind of like the cooperation with the whole COVID. It didn't matter if it was China, Russia, India, Saudi Arabia, or us. Everyone was on the same page to a certain extent. And to me, this just kind of feels like this was all kind of supposed to go in one direction. And perhaps maybe some of the countries that just got tired of the way that the West handled things kind of changed, um, decided to get together and change how the will after a dying empire was distributed, if that makes any sense. And that's,
0: you know, and, and, and I pondered that that's a really good point, Chris, because I pondered that. I was like, they all got on the same page to put all our identifying information in the cloud. Mm -hmm. Right. And and that and share our private health information on the cloud. All the nations got on board. All the nations got in on the fucking stupid COVID hoax, okay? And they pushed these vaccines, and it was a race to see who gets the most money, basically, right? And they played the charade from Alpha to Omega on variants, right? They had people on lockdown. They caused economic hardship. There was crazy inflation, right? And the minute people... You know, the people that thought this was normal or it was just a, a blip in the system and the science works, right, are now facing, you know, sudden deaths, you know, earthquakes happening around the world, like, you know, a thousand earthquakes in one place over a span of, uh, you know, 72 hours. Like, these are crazy things. And and, and 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 now we have the Ukraine that's it's almost like they're picking teams for a basketball team. And, and none of us are none the wiser. And we have our Congress and our Senate chilling for another country. And it's like, let them do whatever the hell they want. Why are we there? What is our interest?
17: I mean, I noticed in the 2019 Department of Defense budget, I mean, they had contracts to take out resources in the eastern Ukraine, like titanium and stuff. And this was before any of the Ukraine stuff broke out. So we obviously already planned on acquiring their resources and you know especially with everything that happened in Ohio with the microchips I mean isn't Odessa didn't you say Odessa is like provides the neon for most of the microchips and then all the issues yeah yeah
0: yeah they're they they have natural resources like no other yeah and natural gas pockets too that are insane in capacity
17: no like however anything was supposed to play out it's kind of like redividing America into different sections i just kind of feel like they already had like some kind of a way that this new world order or whatever was going to pan out and some of the salty ones decided that they could this was a perfect opportunity to get all the stuff if it comes out that you know covid was man-made and um you know pfizer with the vaccines does have an issue and that america can control things like earthquakes and storms and they did blow up the north stream i mean The sympathy for the people that have been suppressed and, you know, dislike our imperialistic ways that we've been cheering for Uncle Sam for so long, thinking we're great. I mean, that's billions of people, billions of people that could turn on, like, the United States and the West in a heartbeat. Just an interesting.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, it's like Saudi Arabia wouldn't bite China's hand and it would definitely not bite Russia's hand.
17: Mm hmm. And it's super weird yeah, just, and just saying, all, like, because Trump, yeah, isn't all the places that Trump went to and got, like, super special treatment?
0: Yeah. Just, just bizarre. It's like... And like the one it, thing that all leaders will say is that Putin is one of the most transparent people. Her, he'll tell you that he's coming for you to your face. Mm-hmm. Like, he says, these are my goals, period. That's why some people like him and not, Right. But him and MBS hit it off. They have good agreements because remember Saudi Arabia has maybe fifteen years of oil left pumping at the rate they are. So you know they've 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 been ongoingly transforming, you know what their exports are, considering that oil is 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 short lived, right? And this is why they would be favorable they would be in favor of pushing Green New Deal stuff because they've been developing that technology with their smart 15-minute cities, the enclosed structures with the, you know, you've seen them, right, in these big, like, extravagant events where they show people the cities of the future. Um, you know, remember, it's all about their monetary interests. You know, they constructed their own islands. You know, they've constructed enclosed um, community systems, 15-minute cities, Um because Saudi Arabia is running out of oil, you know, the most um, oil right now that has been actually tapped into and measured is in Venezuela. They have over 330 years worth of oil pumping at their rate of pumping today. Um, and like I said, Saudi Arabia has 15 And that's why we've seen them develop some marvels, architectural marvels, right? And, you know, creating their islands and they're investing in all this new tech and these streamlined, super modern cities. Um, These are these this is telling you where some people sit. It's all about your nation's ability to survive, you know, once something that you export is no longer available. You know, it's like having everyone loving to eat apples and everyone loves apples, but you're out of apples, so you're going to be investing heavily in strawberries because you know you're not going to have apples soon. You know, and I see I see that we're getting some alignment that's really bizarre because it the the nations that are talking to each other are all in for this green new deal shit. So um, okay, let's go to someone else.
3: zatohi
11: hey, Tori, so um God... waiting God... yeah, sh- straight up, God bless you, God bless everybody here. um, so I got one aspect of a uh, of Ukraine that was kind of poking in my mind, and it was like, what if their Ukraine is being used right now because it's sort of like if you look at it in uh like city gangs. Uh, the youth. Sometimes youth in gangs are used because they can get away with certain crimes. Like the crime that hits them is lessened because they're minors. So they might be the one who carries the drugs and they might be the one who carries the weapon or blah, 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 or hides the evidence because they're minors. So I was thinking about that in uh, terms of Ukraine. Could it be that Ukraine is being used to hide crimes or lessen the penalty of their crimes because... Of, I don't know, uh, their lack of presence in the historical story. Also, I was thinking, does the story of Ukraine start in Serbia and Kosovo?
0: Story? What do you mean the story of Ukraine?
11: Like uh, the involvement of, uh, I noticed that there's a lot of imagery of like uh, neo-Nazis and stuff like that. Lots of tattoos and I don't know if that's just propaganda or that's just the evidence of mercenaries descending there.
0: I have no idea. I have been rattling my mind to see this. Are they mercenaries or are they an op? Because right now, from what I see in in Ukraine, you know, looking at um, Snapchat hotspots, that's what I use a lot. Because if you have Snapchat, Snap Maps, you can actually go to Ukraine and click hotspots and you can see live what they're doing there, you know, when they're snapping. So um, from what I was seeing... Um, there's a lot of operations, um, in Kiev though, you know, people aren't like under siege and stuff. They're just going about their day. So, you know, they're still going to clubs and cafes. It's not a war zone. It's just super bizarre what we're seeing on TV and how they're making it out because I know that it's in other regions, but you would expect that if your nation is under siege that, you know, your capital would be too, it's just really bizarre. It's, it is really bizarre. What do you think, though, Satoshi, is, is going on? Like, what do you think their play is?
11: Well, I mean, what I was always told, at least in my um, youth center, <laughs> otherwise known as school, was to be led to believe that Russia and its military capability was, like, daunting, and the sort of military capability that could, like, scorch the earth. So how is it possible that this country is taking on the forces of this nation? It's like, there's many aspects of the story that don't make sense. Like, you're told, you know, the mighty bear and, you know, don't poke the bear. But it's like how... So obviously, yes, like, something is propping this nation up. I don't know. I wish I could say that I know. I know that um, many of these characters remind me of what the boss says, which is like you know central casting. That's about as good as I can do.
0: You know, I'm I'm there with you because you know what's weird is is that you know that document from you know the generals distributing it to their officers, right, and command you know like COs and stuff. Um, I saw from two different branches that they're they it clearly maps out and it says that you know. This is happening. Like, we're going to war with China in 2025. And it's like, but we're all focused on Russia. So it makes you cock your head, like, um, hold on. Like, what do you mean we're going to war with China? Like, people, I, I shared a TikTok. People are getting deployed. They're getting called to duty, you know, reservists and whatnot. And you're like, wait, why are we going to Ukraine? We, we don't need to be in Ukraine. That's none of our business. Like, what is going on here? This is all very confusing at a time where um, we have been provoking war and war hasn't happened yet. And that's the scariest part. And go ahead, unapologetic. Oops. Um,
1: Well, shoot, I was going to go (laughs) kind of sideways and say it could possibly have to do with the fact that Russia um, booted out a – oh, shit, I was trying to find the article – a bio lab because they were trying to get like russian dna or whatever um and so i'm like okay i found that ace 2 receptors article that was shared a while ago and then so i don't know i was going more like the genetic line as far as who controls that and the north american well then the north american union popped up in my head too and i'm trying to think how that would play into what's going on over there right now Okay, that's,
0: that's, 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 that's interesting. On the genetic front, you mean for genetic information. I mean, we do see that there um, are a lot of people that um, uh, have concerns in regards to the sharing of this PHI because we're seeing it more and more now that our DNA is being hosted on private servers, and that's another concern for the residents of East Palestine, too. They're being handed out DNA kits, and then the question is, why are you handing out DNA kits to you know a town of people that just had this happen to them so that's bizarre um go ahead anna
2: i feel like the whole ukraine thing is just the nazi movement moving forward like they just were never done with us and it does have a lot to do with genetics and as far as i'm concerned they've already we've went to some kind of war that we didn't know and we lost um, because I know my state house here in Rhode Island, they hung the Ukraine flag in our state house. They lit our state house blue and yellow. Well, that means you're conquered. I mean, to me, that's what it's always meant, even back in the days with kings. If you planted the flag on their castle, then they were conquered. So we're already conquered. And I feel like a lot of the Ukrainian Nazis are already here, and they're going to be doing a lot of violent things and be called the white supremacists, because they're already saying that our biggest enemy in the country are the white supremacists. And I believe that's them that it's them but we're going to be blamed as being trump supporters or anti-vaxxers or anti-smart cities or anti we don't want to move forward anti-science but it's going to be these these military nazis are going to be here torturing our country because they've already won the war and i don't know where china comes into this but we also have a lab right down the street from me that's a biotech lab and it's in Chinese lettering and I can't find out what they're making. They're not making opiates, but somehow we've already been taken over and I feel like the smart cities are already started. Like we're getting more and more dollar stores like in my neighborhood and then in another neighborhood where you know they have a little smart city you know all the, the the businesses are open they have every kind of restaurant a hotel um they have doctors offices everything in this one area like the infrastructure is being built all around us to be under a Nazi regime that that's what i believe this is the finishing of what hitler started and that's why we're being put in all these different groups and and different neighborhoods and and, and now we're not even getting proper medical care. And I know I'm not getting proper medical care because I was a medical assistant since 2006. So I know I'm not. the Medical has changed, you know. It's it's Nazi. It's We keep saying communist, but it's Nazi. And they've actually turned it around to where they're calling us Nazi. But if you know history, you know that, like in Boston, you couldn't even eat in a restaurant you know, without showing your vaccine passport and they wouldn't see that they were Nazis, you know, by complying. Oh, and the methadone mile, they have all the homeless people there and they guard them so that when you when you when you talked about organ donations, that's what they're doing. I finally understand why they got everybody addicted. And I've been fighting this and I've worked in addiction. I tried to do everything. I was there when they gave everybody Oxycontin. I was there for the whole evolution of it all. But to me, it's like yesterday, but to everybody else, it's like a long time ago, but now it's all connected. The Narcan, keeping them alive until they get to the hospital and then still in their Organs, like I see it all now, like and I sound crazy, but it all, like it's all connected. And the Nazis are here, the the Ukrainian, but they may look like Russian. We're not going to be able to know if they're Russian or Ukrainian, but they're going to be Nazis. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: no, that's an interesting perspective, Anna, and thanks for sharing, because it kind of plays into the thing. You know how um, there are, um, you know. stories that have been circulating the internet since 2001, where, you know, the people were warned by an internet persona that there may be, um, you know, a point where America no longer looks the way it looks. And it seems that that is seriously manifesting, where uh, the United States is split by the cities and the country and the country to be those that are not in these smart cities. And um, one thing that we see is, um, I, I, I see this a lot when it's intended for something, kind of like many people say, you know, like, how did this, you know, did a week before this, they changed the stats of what this chemical is? This is just too creepy, right? But I believe that New York is going to be one of the first ones that's um, going to deploy the full-blown, you know, shebang. Uh, with the digital currency only you know they're reducing access to banks Um, uh, ATMs are shutting down Uh, banks are all being sequestered right now Um, I had to close an account with my bank and I saw that they actually draft from another bank so banks have other banks being their banks right now um, is getting a little bit more common so um, it almost seems like that is the ultimate goal of creating these you know dystopic type utopic things of you know <laughs> neutral gendered people that just work. It just sounds really dystopic and disheartening actually Okay um, Bayou
18: um, I just I, I, I'm listening to everybody and it it kind of goes in line with what everyone was saying I have no you know, background and any sort of um I, I guess point of privilege like you say Tori to know anything but I don't know just the more that I read things the more I began to wonder um when you look at history you know did were any of these wars ever really settled in particular looking at you know World War Two and how boundaries were drawn and um I guess maybe you know the closest thing I could imagine if I were to put myself in someone's shoes um, would be, you know, living close to the Mexico border, you know, having culture that's similar, maybe sharing a faith or, a, you know, a certain type of faith, um, language, lingo, food, cuisine, whatever, just having a similar culture. And then all of a sudden there's a boundary there um, that maybe wasn't before. And they speak similar languages and things like that. But going to, let's say, the Cold War, I mean, a lot of what I have read, um, part of that war was with regard to propaganda. So I just don't know that any of us really know um, what it's like. And so I guess what I'm getting at is I kind of feel like we're coming to a place of is it really Ukraine versus Russia and, and yes, the whole Saudi Arabia piece does confuse me. Um, but now that you bring up the Green New Deal and that they're running low on oil, that makes a lot of sense. And so are we dealing with people or governments that are united and wanting to control people, I guess, like, yes, communists in a way, um, with with all sorts of means, whether it be biological testing or um, smart cities or digital currency Um But I just feel like, so then that brings you back to the very beginning wars. Like we haven't ever really settled slavery is kind of how it feels. And are we looking at more of that? Is it more of a um, people or governments that align and controlling their people? And yes, making money um, off of the resources in that land to further push their agenda. Um, I don't know. That's just my, it's kind of a little bit of everything that's been said. Um, but yeah, I mean, with with the Cold War being propaganda, economic and political, I just kind of feel like maybe we never really—I don't know—did <laughs> it ever really end, or or were yeah, or problems? is
0: any of this shit really real, right? Right, because right now, you know, they could do whatever. I spoke to someone that was at the at East Palestine, and they said, you know, when they were taping the movie and stuff, um, they made every the t- train derailment and the explosion and stuff. It looked really real, but it was with harmless chemicals or something. And I'm like, so how much of this is really real, too? Like, we're at the point where we're questioning, like, mm, is the sky really blue or am I just seeing it blue because everybody said so? I think that's, that, that means that they've succeeded in creating the land of confusion, which means that, uh, you know, the people just have to stay focused on the things that they know are true and not told
18: yeah that's that's basically i don't know i guess you only have so much brain power in a day so it it makes sense to just you can worry about things that are you know far away but maybe it would be better for us to be focusing on you know hounding and pounding the phones saying we don't want any more money spent just because that's the one thing we can do Um, you know i don't know
0: Yeah, no i agree go ahead Sandra.
8: oh hi tori i'm so glad to speak to you i'm an american and i'm living in the uk oh my god it's just pretty awful over here
0: jeez everything well tell us what what are you seeing you know happening in the uk like is it is it um how how are they taking the ukraine war or oh my
8: gosh environmental issues you drive out to uh in the country and well like we do we we go camping we have a an RV and we go camping and this and that, especially when the COVID crap was going. But everybody, you see these little, little bed and breakfast, they've all got their darn Ukrainian flags flying. And like all of my neighbors, they just complied, comply, comply, comply. I don't, the only person that I know that didn't comply with the jab and the all the, the face mask and all that junk, is my sister-in-law and her family. Everybody else I know just they're just like sheep.
0: You know, it would be interesting to see if if they're paying people too. Because you know when when it was like COVID, they were paying them to say things and put things and do things. Like it would be interesting to see if, if any businesses got rewarded for supporting Ukraine or something because it just seems really bizarre. Or if they get some weird tax break, if they do it, well, you know, like, oh, take donations.
8: Yeah, they they did. I'm pretty sure they did. I think they were getting like 300 pounds a month. I'm pretty sure. I know there's an influencer influencer in France that she has a chateau and she has uh, makes a point of her uh, uh, refugee that she has staying with her at her chateau, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's kind of like a social. It's a status thing here, I guess. If you have a refugee,
0: <laughs> what? So it would be like the uh, the equivalent of someone taking an illegal migrant from the border, and that means that's like a status thing. Are you kidding? Uh, well, it's a status a thing, thing, thing for take
8: not not the not the boat people, but though some people do take the there's hotels that are completely run over with the refugees. But I'm talking about the war refugees the ukrainian refugees which are different we've got all kind of different refugees <laughs> but it's sort of a a, a a status thing if you have a ukrainian refugee living with you i guess i don't know
0: well that's nice. that is nice.
8: oh yeah that oh everybody nuts. i'm standing with ukraine and it is just, just completely nuts. I don't know if people's minds are going to be changed now because of our electric and our gas and, and our groceries. In fact, I couldn't even get any fresh veg- or a lot of fresh vegetables. I can't get can't get any eggs, uh, you know, and then and, and we want to go to America to visit our our kids, but we can't go there. My husband's English and I'm um, <clears throat> american but we can't get there because neither one of us are going to have the jab and so we have to wait until they get that undo the jab thing which i'm hoping they will in may i I don't know when they're going to do it
2: well
0: um you know you can actually contact the u.s embassy and they'll help you leave if you need to leave
8: well, I, I can leave. I know I can. I
0: can get into the country,
8: but my husband can't because he's English. Oh, gosh. So that. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. But well, maybe the jab thing will be over with. Maybe they'll stop that, that it'll be done and over with because of you know, that tennis player, that Russian tennis player. He wasn't going to he's banned. And, you know, he can't play in America because of he doesn't have the jab. So I think they're going to I think. America is the last country that still has a ban on people not being jabbed. Basically,
0: that's interesting.
8: Yeah, it's the last only country. I could go anywhere pretty much I wanted to go on an airplane, and I won't need to show a jab card or anything. Only America is doing it, and the reason I think the bottom line is they're trying to kill as many people as they can with the jab or make them sick. And then they found out how many people will be, you know, like sheep and do everything they tell them to do and believe all the malarkey on the the TV. And so they've got the, it's basically a control thing. And if you've got no money, they've taken all your tax money and done whatever it is with it. You're not going to have any money. And if you have to pay them a gazillion dollars, if you have to pay larger gas bills and everything else people are just not going to have any money. and that's 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 all that's what they want control over everyone. That's the end that's 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 the end point.
0: Yeah, well, in the Ukraine thing, I don't I, the, the end point and thanks for sharing Sandra. Um, the end point I think is you know a little bit more um, you know nefarious than anything. I mean I believe that you know this is how they kick off world war three and i I, like i said seeing saudi arabia i still remember the high five with putin so that's a little bit confusing but considering saudi arabia's super full-blown green new deal and the nations that are backing ukraine are all about climate change and stuff it's a little bit scary um zen yeah i what do you hi there tori um well i just wanted to kind of just
19: you know make everybody aware you know don't underestimate (laughs) you know, what these rural hospitals are doing. You know, I've kind of stumbled across a few things today, Tori, you know, in your, you know, kind of brainstorming about the whole organ donation. I live in Oklahoma In Oklahoma, I mean, it scares the hell out of me. um, Just to kind of refer, to the previous speaker. I mean, we've got Ukrainians on the soil 30 miles from me. I mean, they're training at Fort Sill with a Patriot unit. So we've got Ukrainians here. Hopefully they're not the Azrovs, but you know, they probably are. Who who knows? But back to the health care. You know, these the the rural healthcare system, you know, even though you're in a red state, my I live I'll tell you guys where I live. I live in Duncan, Oklahoma, which was former headquarters of Halliburton. Okay. So you could imagine um, but you know, it's a rural hospital system, but it's quasi federalized. If you start looking into it's got a foundation, it's a nonprofit, but you know, the the American Hospital Association has state chapters, they have regional chapters, and they kind of look like they may overlap with FEMA. You know, and you start looking at the various transplant um, agencies, life share, donate life, that's the one that's kind of piqued my interest. Um, you know, those are you know what could this is the conspiracy you know I mean in this depopulation agenda and trying to move everybody to the cities and at the same time you know looking for organs you know what better way you know to kill off the rural communities you know seriously I mean through water through you know these COVID things that are going on it's just a mess and you know just Again, I and I'm in the healthcare profession, but it, it actually scares the hell out of me. Um, my own local hospital, I won't go there. Um, but it's, it's been an interesting, um, you know, I've, I've, I've had a pretty full picture of what's going on for probably the last two to three years, you know, just with everything with the UN, with the, the cities, and it's you know, at least in my community, you know, my senator that represents me as well as my um, congressman they're both affiliated with the hospital you know they one's dad is a medical director one's and then the other uh, my my representative his wife is on the the chair of the the hospital foundation board it's so intertwined You know and it's just you know i look at the volume of people here that died with covid you know and then now i'm starting to see a second wave of all these sudden deaths from the vaccines so you know I just really that that rural health connection you know they're they're quasi-federalized once they accept those federal the federal dollars and the rural health they get a whole bunch of perks because they're they have that rural health designation um I don't know. Does that make sense to what I'm saying, Tori? Am I completely off my rocker? No,
0: no, no. (laughs) And that was, that was great perspective. Thank you for that. I mean, the healthcare systems, um, you know, nationwide have issues. We have the highly, and I want to use air quotes when I say this. So please imagine air quotes around the words elite, um, health, health systems. Then we have the religious based ones like the Catholic health systems. Then we have the more, um, hmm, institution, well, I, how do I say it, more commie-like medicine, Kaiser mm-hmm. Foundation, right, that's another one, Kaiser Health, um, over in California, managed care. you know, because it's, <laughs> yeah, well, it's not so much managed care, I they, they just take over all, everything has to be Kaiser Permanente, mm-hmm. period, yep. you know, so, um, you know, the healthcare systems nationwide have been doing a disservice under the sense that, you know, not a lot of people know this, but, um, Uh, you know the amount of information that they collect is ridiculous like say for example you step on a tack and you go and get a tetanus shot they will put your information in the system to get the tetanus shot and it will allocate you to a specific um you know cohort um to you know see um you know how people that are males, age 33, of Caucasian descent, how they respond to this dose, right? And then every single time they change the dosage amounts to see toxicity levels and they test this out on the population. And um, during COVID, well, before the vaccines, I said that they were going to be mandatory vaccines. And um, uh, i the concern that i had was the distribution i saw a huge conversation started that oh all the minorities are more vulnerable to it and i was like so now freaking covid is racist you know and then they targeted the minority populations like we had the state of ohio run lotteries right for to have people racing to get their chance to get a million dollars or a scholarship for free. You know, we had <clears throat> companies handing out donuts like these are your healthcare system has failed you completely because none of them tell you just how every single one of us that get anything is documented as a number and part of a study You know if you're taking any medication you're in a specific cohort you know 33 year old male caucasian descent midwestern region this is what the air is like there this is the humidity these are the allergies like this stuff really exists and then you know now you're seeing that they're changing the way the codes are where now if you're poor you are allegedly a health hazard right and because of your socioeconomic status you know you you're already in you know in the shitter with your doctor the minute they look at you they're like yep this person's poor and they just put it in there (laughs) and they're like so that's a negative against you your socioeconomic factor these are crazy things that we're seeing um the strong push for organ donation as young as 14 um You know, we have parents, when they go into hospital to give birth, you know, sometimes they're asking them before they give birth, hey, if something goes wrong, what do you want to do? You know, do you want your baby donated and stuff? And it's like, bitch, I'm having a baby. Like, what? Why are you asking me these questions? But these these are the times that we're in. Our healthcare system has failed us. These doctors were injecting people with an experiment, and they were pretending that it was approved. Like... I can go on and on, Zen. Seventh, go ahead.
20: Hey, Tor, Um, long-time listener. Actually, to piggyback on that, my wife actually is a uh, software engineer for a hospital, uh, you know, software company, and you're right about all those codes being put in for uh, vaccine status and and all that. That's all in there.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, do they get money? Are they forced to comply like this? And why is this on a global scale? Well, you know, th- this, is, this is important.
20: it's uh, the, the federal government gave them all regulations that they have time limits to comply with. So they're always having to update to the regulations to get pushed out. So
0: and, you know, it's weird now with the COVID test, they documented everybody's freaking DNA. I, I remember saying in March, don't go to the uh, DNA harvesting parties. That's what I was calling them. You know, because you can't, like, just swab somebody's nose and, know, oh, my gosh, some people just walked into it. And I'm thinking, all these medical professionals, nobody spoke up.
20: So yeah, my-
0: so disgusting. I mean, very few people spoke up.
20: My brother was a generalist up in uh, Boston, and uh, he actually had to create the COVID test, you know, uh, locally for at the hospital when they were putting it together. And I'm like, what are you testing? I'm like, what? What what are you actually testing again for that? Because he had to make his own kit. Uh, they, they didn't have a federal one. So they, they had to get it approved and everything. And he brought in the machinery to set up the lab and everything. And it's, I, I told him, I says, it hasn't been separated. So what do you actually test it?
0: Yeah. They were just getting DNA samples. I mean, that's what it looked like. You know what I saw the other day? Damn. And I totally slipped my mind. I saw someone today talking about somewhere on the telegram feed. uh, They said something about going to the Philippines and then it hit me in the Philippines. When you go check out at a, at a, at a teller, right? Like you're at the little freaking convenience store and you get yourself whatever. And you check out, you either use card or QR code. There's no cash. And so I want you guys to think of these super apps like WeChat. You know, remember how uh, Ron Klein created Clear, right? Clear that we see at airports was actually the chief of staff's company, right? Nobody reported that, if I remember correctly. Nobody even talked about how much benefit, you know, during COVID, um, you know, Ron Klein was garnering from the company he created. And as you see, they were creating COVID cards, like digital cards. Now, that's fallen wayside. Like, nobody asks for these things anymore. And, and you know, on the other thing, let's think about this way. The people that complied and got the vaccine and did all the QR codes, like, how dumb must they feel, you know? It must be so hard for them to be like, holy shit, I fell for that. Like, we did all this and we had cards and we were scanning them and are we allowed to go to venues and all this shit? Now it's like, I did all that and I didn't have to, you know, like, I can imagine how they feel. I mean, what do you guys think? Like the, the response from your healthcare in general these days?
20: I know I was the only holdout in my family, you know, not to get it. And I told my whole family. And uh, it was my, my grandparents and my, my grandmother died. She, uh, she took the second vaccine. She was diagnosed with uh, soft uh, tissue, stomach cancer like within two months and it was, she did radiation, 16 rounds. They said, Oh, it's, it's all good. You're cleaned. Then all of a sudden at the hospital, you know, she was dead within three months, you know, uh, super aggressive. She was 87. She never had anything before that. She had that vaccine and within three months she was, she was dead from it. And so luckily everybody else stopped taking it after the second shot. But I have people in my family that, uh, one person lost hearing in one ear. I have a couple people that have long-term um, joint pain and autoimmune diseases. It's insane.
0: Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. Um, who's next? Anthony? Did I say that right? Anthony M?
21: Hey, Tor. hey. can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you.
21: Hey, um, I just—I know you were trying to talk about Ukraine and more of a forty-thousand-foot view, and I don't have much to uh-huh. offer on that because I don't understand. But, but on a smaller view, I have a lot of questions. I, I live in Utah, and um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Levitt family or Mike Levitt, who used to be the governor and.
0: Mm-hmm, was... Yeah, I am. I am.
21: Okay. We David have, we Le- have a data
0: <laughs> We have data centers there. Of course, I am. <laughs>
21: yeah, so. So David Levitt, it's just kind of interesting how this all tied into Ukraine. He was one of the uh, district attorneys or a prosecutor for one of the bigger counties here in Utah. And he also, for the last 15 years, he's been on, um, I, I can't remember the exact name. Sorry, I'm outside doing chores, so I don't have it on me. But he worked with the Ukrainians. He'd go over there every year for a couple months to help educate them on their uh anti-corruption policies and their law schools and stuff. So it's just interesting that you know every time we talk about those uh you know anti-corruption agencies and stuff those are always the ones that are uh finding ways to
0: Yeah, well, he was the one with the child rape thing I talked about him, I believe. Right? Yep.
21: Yep. Yeah. So, so he's under investigation. There's not a lot of details on that. Utah
0: County's investigating
21: that right now. But his brother also was uh, Mike Levitt who was the former governor when you guys were talking about health care. He helped write Obamacare and he was uh, health secretary or something like that. So it's just kind of interesting how even in a, such a small state like this, that it all ties into these national conspiracies, I guess.
0: And and, and the thing is, are they conspiracies if they're true? Like, everybody keeps saying conspiracy. Like, you know, like when I see some of these people on Twitter, right, and I see them and they're like the ones that were having the, I got vax card as if they won a lottery ticket or something, right? It makes you kind of think, like, you know, how do they feel now? That none of that was necessary. It was totally unnecessary, actually. Not just not necessary. It was totally unnecessary. And then you have, you know, um you know them mouthing off to you that you're a conspiracy theorist and it's like no you are you bought into their conspiracy because you know in fact you know that was a big conspiracy it was a global one like Now they came out and said, oh, it was a lab leak. And it's like, yeah, because it was the State Department that started that whole wet market rumor. And if we remember correctly, Putin, uh, not Putin, President Xi came out and said, we are still looking to see what happened. We know that there were some people from the U.S. Army here at Wuhan, but we don't know. He said that once and then it was never repeated again. Like, it was probably an honest response because now we're back to, oh, yeah, it was a lab leak. And it was like, but I thought you guys said it was from bats and it's transmissible and it's this and it's that. And and nobody's still talking about the fact that they were testing COVID vaccines, you know, in 2019 and 2020 to Indians, you know, and Chinese or that remdesivir. I had reported on the fact that remdesivir was actually um uh nixed by the Chinese because they tested it for three months and all it did was increase fatalities. So if you had that data in March of 2020 and April of 2020, then why did the CDC, you know, make it policy? even before the vaccine and after, if they knew that China that tested it on millions of people, because remember they have billions of people, right? Well, why would you implement something that you already had the data on that that's killing people? And that's another question we should ask. And, you know, and the more we sit here, we feel like we're the conspiracy theorists, right? But, you know, again, it's the response and what they do with it that makes people question like the response on the train derailment, the response in regards to COVID, the response in regards to this war, because it was like, come on, guys, we you can't forget three months. They were like, it, war is imminent. War is imminent. And it's like, all right. It's like always telling us, ooh, it's coming. And, you know, you're just like, are we there yet? Like, you're constantly telling me that we're going to war, you know. They started all this, and it's like we've let that happen. And people, you know, could probably say, well, Tori, what can we do? Exactly what Bayou said earlier, the only thing we could do is pound those phones and file those things, you know, complaint after complaint after complaint. There's, you know, I we broke the GAO site once, you know, filing stuff, and we got some stuff done. So, like – this is the stuff we have to do. I mean, there's no other because we don't know what's real and what's not anymore. We just really don't. Um, uh, go ahead.
13: Hi, Tori. Can you hear me?
5: Yeah, I can hear you.
13: All right. Thank you. Um, I want to make a few comments, just sort of around a lot of these issues. First of all, since we're on healthcare at the moment, it's amazing to me that in our family, and the church, and around the business and everything. I mean, we've had probably 10 people pass away in the past year or so. Um, it's it is staggering. I mean, it seems to me like we're seeing a funeral every few weeks. Um, and so, and obviously this is all related to the vaccine. Um, second, um, I wanna circle back to Ukraine from that 40,000 foot view. The, the whole crisis in Europe It's clearly manufactured. I think we all feel that and we all understand that that is happening and that all of the things that are happening are almost caricature, comical, nonsensical um, um, steps that are all there seems to be an effort by NATO and the United States to to bait the Russians into doing something that would cause or could cause a full-throated NATO response that would then be answered by a Russian response and turn it into World War III, which is what we're all talking about. Um, And yet it seems completely needless. Um, It's all clearly manufactured. Well, now let's go back to, let's go all the way back to uh, uh, New Palestine in Ohio. Let's go. And so the interesting thing is all these things are tied together, right? They have to be tied together at the top, and it's not clear to all of us. We see elements of everyone, all the players who are, you know, whether it's through the World Economic Forum or it's been all these different players around the United States and all who are contributing in some way, but we don't necessarily understand who's pulling all the strings or or even um, – You know, but they're clearly tied together in an orchestrated fashion. Um, In in New Palestine, and at the derailment, you know, certainly that seems to me to be um, unexpected. In in other words, their behavior was not um, planned in advance. So... That means it was a surprise, and maybe, maybe then the gentleman earlier who thought that perhaps all the other derailments and things around the country were meant to be distracting from that thing because it was whatever was going on there wasn't meant to happen and didn't want us to look closely at it. Um, one of the things that, and this is broad speculation, but I wish we knew and someone could find out, there was all sorts of talk about the chemicals being on the train, one of them vinyl chloride. Um, which is used in a lot of manufacturing processes, particularly for PVC and other things like that. But what if it wasn't vinyl chloride? What if it was um, propionol uh, chloride?
0: Or what um, if it was fentanyl? You know, yeah, well, what if so, it was chemical right, warfare? Well,
13: that's where I'm going. So propanol chloride is a similar chemical, but it is a precursor. It's used in the manufacturing of fentanyl with exactly, some of the other my, things you. that are –
0: on and the, the that train. Would release,
13: and that would and, release and hydrochloride. And why burn it? Yeah, so why burn it then? Well, the reason is is because if you look at the chemical formula, um, when you burn um, propanyl chloride, it turns into water and CO2 Hy- and, 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 and hydroxychloride. And, and hydroxychloride. Yep, exactly, hydroxychloride. Yep. And, yep. exactly. Which is just the same thing that vinyl chloride turns into. So you wouldn't see it in the residual that has been burned. Now, of course, we know that it was not a good Combustion, a lot of ash, a lot of other things. So chances are there is a lot of residue. If someone could actually test the residue, they could probably find out pretty quickly if propionyl chloride was on the train. And if it was on the train in great quantity, why? Well, I mean, and it, it leads you oh, only in the direction see, of. Oh, this goes fentanyl. to my
0: first thing right there, exactly. This goes to my first thing, and you know what's weird is that, you know how you said the other trains were derailed so they could distract? But the thing is, nobody asked questions there. Everyone was then like, no, 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 it's a distraction. Let's all look at Ohio. It was, like, really weird, the response of the populace. Yeah, somewhat chaotic. Yeah, yeah, and then there was one in Arkansas nobody talked about, right? Right. And then there was another one somewhere else that they didn't talk about. And I saw that one of my listeners in Pennsylvania saw them doing something to the rail tracks. And the minute they saw that the person was taking pictures, right, they -hmm. stopped what they were doing and left. And it's like, okay, what is going on here? Like, this just looks like too weird. It is. And the thing is, you know, when there's suspicion, the first thing you want to do is clear the air. But that's not the point. That's exactly what they intended, I think.
13: You're right, it may be, and so I would be interested in knowing where the chemicals originated. I mean, you have to know more than just the point, points of interest, say. and then exactly. two, where were they intended to go? Who was the end customer for these chemicals, and what's going on at the facilities that, that were the delivery points for these chemicals? So, and of course, nobody wants to talk about that either. Um, so, anyway. I guess they would only be important questions if you discovered that the the components being carried are the manufacturing components for fentanyl, and then what do you? Why in the world would we be manufacturing fentanyl in the United States? Um, and we obviously have talked about why that might be um, with all the the organ harvesting and and both
0: yeah it's used both by from cartels. trafficking and, yeah but this is. This is something that cartels have been using. Oh, we should, like, even mention that shit. Like, people are Mm -hmm. losing their mind with this. But, you know, with Katie Hobbs, you know, making money off the cartels, I was talking with someone, and I was like, no, this is exactly like it happened in North Dakota. Um, I had talked about the Mandan Massacre, where this chiropractor was kind of framed. And get this, and, and, you know, for all of you listening right now, Tell me if you would buy this shit, okay? Just be straightforward with me, okay? I want you to picture a big building, right? It's got a lot of square footage. So a guy gets out of his car, goes, you know, to the other side of this big building, ties up some dude, gives him a Colombian necktie, then on the other side of the building wrestles with a more plump chick, ties her up, and guts her from her throat down to her crotch. Then, as he's leaving, he starts shooting people. Then, he collects all the bullets and changes his clothes and exits in under 12 minutes.
13: That's ridiculous.
0: I know. And people freaking accepted it. They were like, no. They went and raided his little trailer and they found bullets with chlorine. And I'm like, "Nah, dude. This property management company was a Sinaloa cartel, and sometimes the El Salvadorian. There's another El Salvadorian faction that works up in North Dakota, um, and they deal with Native American trafficking. And so mm-hmm. they literally house them, and here's how they do it. That's the shit that I was reporting. That's why the attorney general was also writing me, right? The thing, the way they do it is like, and people hated me for this man damn thing because I was blowing their whole bullshit story. But people believed it anyway. That he did all that shit in 12 minutes. But anyway, um, what they do is they there's a unit and it's $500 a month, right? But instead, they pay you know $50,000 a month for a unit, and that Mm -hmm. $50,000 gets kicked back in some scheme, either through a real estate scheme or some foundation to the mayors or to the police officers, you know, as like here, you know, here's your cut kind of thing. Yes, all these draft kind of operations, just like this.
13: these deeds situation in Arizona.
0: Exactly. Exactly. This happens all the time. They they have shell companies upon shell companies and they have agreements. I'll tell you what. I think I even played the audio on air and I have it somewhere. I know I gave it to my lawyer. When that whole Mandan massacre came out, freaking same day, I was like, it's bullshit. There's no way any human being, no matter even if they're tactically trained, can do all that shit in under 12 minutes. Like, someone's really stupid pushing this story. Well, you know, people are stupid because they convicted the guy, and the guy's now dead, apparently. Once he was convicted and went to prison, he's dead. Yeah, it was a
13: convenient situation for everyone else involved. Yes, very convenient for them.
0: And and I just think that it was maybe, you know, a guy that borrowed money from them, or the cartels literally said, we'll skin your whole family alive and eat them and roast them, because that's the type of shit these cartels do. You know, and he was just like, okay, I'll go collect the bullets for you. I think that's what they told him to do. Yeah, he, if i believe anyone it. asked he, me that would make sense because how do you find all nine bullets like if anything he did he collected the weapons the knives and everything like that and the bullets that's it there's no way yeah. he had
13: time. that would be he hard did. to do in 12 minutes
0: you can't even give a Col- Columbia necktie in under five i mean you've got to be some skilled butcher to do that and wrestle the guy and then the the lady he tied up she wasn't small you know we women are pretty squirmy like how did he tie her up and then gutter Like, that's really weird. And when I was putting out that information, um, you know, nobody had that information. I was like, no, the guy was like Columbia necktie. I had the feds literally call me, right? And I was like, listen, dude, there's a Faison warrant for me since 2016, 2017. Stop your bullshit, okay? I'm in my pajamas. The fact that I know is that other people know. And if you're covering up for the cops that are doing this, you guys are going to get done in. And that's the way it is. This was a cartel hit. You guys know that's a cartel stronghold, and that's where they have them. I already filed all that stuff, and that's all you know open and record and out yes. there. And, it's and like- all of
13: us don't know how to you know the, the, the whole legal system, the whole, much of the government, everything's all captured by interests that are, are not under uh, how can we say, the, whom we are not constituents of.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's like these criminals, they just keep doing the same thing and they have the same playbook. It's yes. the same damn playbook. They all do it. If you look into all your politicians, I'm sure they have some tons of deed real estate deals. You should start looking and that's free. Some some cities even have that shit online and you can go in there and see all the deeds they got and you need to look for Paraspelling. Because sometimes they'll use their middle name as a first name, and then the first name mm. is a middle name, or they'll use an initial for the middle name, or all spelled out, or maiden names if it's women, and that's how you can see all the deeds and how they flip money. I mean, this happens nationwide. Wow. Your senators, Congress, attorney generals, you know, House representatives, they all get kickbacks, every single one of them. And thanks for that, um, Will.
13: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Thanks for that. Um, serenity. You're next.
3: Hi, Tori. Thanks for having this space. Yeah, um,
0: I just I wanted to
3: ask a question. I was listening to someone in another space today and he was a Chinese American and he said that he believes that well he said because he grew up in China, that um China was made by communist Russia. I I and and i'm looking at that and i'm thinking to myself all of our equipment is going over there he also said that china is giving russia um the the uh tools you know the the uh, equipment um to fight us and i'm thinking to myself you know are we sending everything over there so we have nothing here anymore and then russia and china can come to us i yield
0: um um Well, that's packed. Let me just say something about China that you just reminded me of, though. You know, on the day that the derailment happened, on WeChat, the Chinese had already started threads, calling it the USA's Chernobyl. This is their Wuhan, right? I kid you not. And so when I saw that on WeChat, I was like, stop. Are you telling me the freaking Chinese are – kicking up a propaganda thing on wechat and the chinese were like yeah you saw how they embarrassed us with wuhan and did all this with our wet and insulting our food they deserve it they get this derailment and they can't drink water and, and it was going and going and then when i saw the right you know after the super bowl kind of start talking about the derailment and that's only because aaron brokovich teleported there right um it, what was weird is is that they were using words that the Chinese had started. And that was really bizarre, because I saw people like Charlie Kirk and, you know, Pasobic and they're supposed to be conservative voices using Chinese words and 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 statements. And I was just like, a little bit confused because the Chinese were talking about it and no one in America was, you know, I just wanted to throw that about China. Now, as far as China was created, we created communist China, not Russia. Um, the actual history is, is that there were um, the Republic, of, the the Chinese, um, you know, federalists, um, they were actually fighting with the commies. <clears throat> That were Russian trained, which is correct. And um, they had asked us for weapons and we promised them we'll send them weapons, just continue fighting. What we did was we put an embargo on that and we let them like die. So the communists took over. So by the time, you know, the world was condemning America for putting the embargo, we sent them the weapons, but they were all broken. We literally invented the CCP. And that's what happened. And in fact, while we were creating the CCP, we then went and split the Korean Peninsula. And to appease Russia, um, we gave them North Korea and we kept South Korea. In fact, you know, it was some two young lieutenants that were fresh out of freaking OCS that picked the 45th degree line and said, we're just cutting up the peninsula. And the people in that discussion, get this, was Stalin... Um, Roosevelt, and um, Churchill. They're the ones that appointed these two U.S. lieutenants to just go and cut up Korea. Korea wasn't even in the conversation. Like, no one asked them. Like, they said, okay, here's the line, that's the border, there we go, and it's like, um, who are you? Nobody nobody cared. So North Korea was actually Russian territory until um, the Chinese, backed by the Americans again, China is Ah, I've always said this simile, China is Taiwan. (laughs) Ah, so it should be, you know, that China is actually the fourth unelected branch of government. That's it. I mean, it's right in front of you. You can see it. We created them completely. So
3: if we end end up uh, getting rid of all of our equipment, sending it over to Ukraine to fight Russia, and then we have nothing here to defend ourselves. <laughs> they, they really dud us in.
0: Russia's not after us. No. How would Russia be after us? If they wanted to take us out, we could have had a nuke drop on us the minute we exploded Nord Stream.
3: That's true. Which means
0: that there has been an agreement of some kind, and we're not privy to that conversation. Because like I've been saying, like we're watching Putin sit there and he's like, oh, look, this country just pledged another 10 million. Oh, that's great. I'll just wait till they get the money and get weapon. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be fair. Let me just wait for the Ukrainians to be trained. Oh, let them get another 10 billion and then maybe we'll go to war. Like he's not stupid. He could take it out. And like it, the point wasn't that, you know, Ukraine violated the Minsk agreement. And that's basically what happened. And he had every right for the response. And right now, the way things are, you know. With all these threats, you know, if I was Putin, I'd just mow them down immediately.
3: I agree. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Ralph, go ahead.
22: No, Tori, I just wanted to say <laughs> when does the story end?
0: Uh, and man, you know, stories has a lot of characters. When is everyone going to unite under something and actually get to the bottom of one thing? It seems like we're all scattered in a 100 pieces and there's no unity in, you know, information sharing and actually getting to the bottom of things. Um, You know, that's a really good question, actually. You know, um, I always saw um, before my surgery, right? i always any interaction that i had with like random people for me was unpleasant you know i would see cashiers as combative or whatever when they weren't maybe um because you know i was actually in physical pain for a couple of years that i assumed was from my liver mass and it's not um and now post surgery i see people more pleasant giving credence to the to the story with the line with the with the thorn in the paw thing and so now um, you know, uh, reevaluating and watching the uh, alternative and conservative media, I realize that a lot of them are in certain scripts and playing certain roles and conducting themselves under NDAs because you know, even to speak to some of these people that you guys fund to be there, um, you know, like if you were to invite some conservative speaker, they'll want a few tens of thousands to sometimes hundreds of thousands, so that you can even be near them. Um, and it seems that it's a rat race of who gets to say what first, rather than getting the story right. And this is where we have a problem with irresponsible reporting because everyone's like rushing to get a story out. And then we get these tidbits and tidbits and then they die in the darkness. You know, um, it's great to be reporting the facts as they come in and that's exactly what reporters are. But when journalists put together things, they need to sit down, they need to be evaluating and taking that 40,000 foot view and figure out what the real story is, not the one that they're telling us, but what the story really is. And we're lacking that as, um, as as a people, we don't have access to um, responsible reporting where it's wholesome and it's a bigger picture um, and encompassing, like Will said, all these things are connected, right? And we don't have people putting the pieces together, it's just so hyper-focused that we're losing the plot. And it's almost like COVID, remember? People were going down this hole and that hole. And, you know, obviously people started conversations, but they were delayed, like, you know, when I was talking about the, the 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 graphene stuff, I you know now everyone's like freaking out about it that it's RFID. I think I talked about it in 2018, 2019, 2020 even, right? And in 2021. And what uh, what I saw was a lot of opportunists also appear. Rather than be in there, they were riding the wave. Like, oh, let me cure you from whatever's out there and whatnot. Because everyone was trying to help in their own way, but also it was quite opportunistic, um, which we saw with these Palestine too.
22: But, Um, but, tour, but, tour, what, 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 like, what I'm so the best that I can only do what I think. I mean, I learned tons from you. I've been watching you for a while. I didn't even know what a psyop was, but I can tell you I've definitely been psyoped out of my mind. That's for sure. But what, what I'm so I've been focusing local. It's like Southampton and Dutchess County, New York. And I, Sure. I have like massive identity theft. I went to every single DOJ. I mean, I, I've tried to report it everywhere and I get no help. So it's like, I try to do everything local but you can only do so much when your algorithms are feeding you bullshit or sh- all the way down to if I was to go on Indeed.com, let's say, to look for a job. I mean, it's all rigged. The algorithms are even rigged. They're only showing me what they want me to see based on a job that when, you know, uh, it's just it's just a load of shit. I'm like, New well, York State- well,
0: well, let me tell you about the jobs. Right. And I warned about this right now. They have all this information on you. So, every the way you vote, they have that information. What you put on Facebook, they have that information and Twitter. So, when you're applying for a job, now they could just freaking cancel you because they feel like it. It's AI assisted cancellation. This is coming, and everyone has complied with it, you know, by way of, you know, providing your most precious identification, which is your DNA. Um, I think one of my listeners the other day was writing how they went to the doctor's office and they actually read the terms and condition when it's a consent to treat. If you guys read it, this shit is crazy. It says that they could give your information to whatever third parties they see fit. You know, it says stuff like that they can hold on to your DNA samples and share that information with whoever they want to partner with, right? So it's a blank check, really. They can keep the video and audio of you, And all your blood work and samples on file for so many years. And, you know, and if you don't sign that, they won't see you
22: and then the DMVs the local DMVs here's an example right I have a suffix at the end of my name so I'm the third technically except the way that it works online let's say you wanted to get some type of sign up for some. Su- a lot of options don't even give you the room for suffix so then it turns around and entangles you with other family members apparently and even all the way down to a credit report will not even have my suffix on it and then I call them up to explain because I have my original social security card and it's uh you know they don't they don't fix it so basically you now, I'm just totally, literally down to living in my car. My family was completely manipulated and stolen from me, and now I'm I'm back to square one, waitering at a diner. When literally I own two businesses during COVID that are still open, but they got stolen and hacked. And you know, I'm just I'm getting, <laughs> tore. I'm fucking pissed. This is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, the ridiculous. cancel culture. Thank you for sharing, Ralph. The cancel culture is like crazy. You know, it is really crazy. Um, I had published an article um the other day about how you know some lady uh went with her husband to some event and they were sitting down and watching some theater i don't know what it was and then people came and escorted them out and apparently facial recognition acknowledged that she worked at a law firm that that venue was under litigation with so she's not allowed to enjoy the services so they canceled her and she was like they canceled me but i don't work for that law firm anymore so not only are they using this data that they collect on you online again Against you to refuse you services at the get-go, but at the same time, you know, they don't even update the data, so there could be a lot of errors that go forward, you know, because you're purchasing this data, and I think the biggest take-home for everyone that saw 2,000 mules, aside from the fraud that they orchestrated, which I said, that exactly the way I said it happened, I said they're manipulating it digitally, and then they will manufacture tangible evidence, and they will have a backup plan you know to stuff them envelopes to meet whatever quota they said that they're going to meet like that's something that I said on the day you know right after the elections but that's not the key take home the key take home is shit if you have money you could buy data and track anybody that should scare every single american that i could just go buy data and have all of it like every single shred of it and the and and you know like when when i use platforms They sell these packages, which I never get, right, which are like, hey, do you want us to share information of the people that, you know, gave you a rumble sticker or a local thing? And I'm like, no, well, then you'll know your metrics and then you can keep their information and send them all this. And I'm like. That's just me. I don't like to be over-pushy. But these are all features that they offer you on the back end, you know, to grow your business and whatever you're doing, right? So if a regular small business can access that information, I want you to imagine what someone with deep pockets can access. And this is where we have our information like social security numbers on databases with people like Sonny Bono or whatever, the rock the Vote bullshit, which I never authorized for them to have my social security number on there database, like how do I sue them for having my private identifying information without my permission good questions, these are the things that we've allowed to perpetuate because we were never in the know why, probably because we were distracted and that's the way it is, and what we're going to start seeing is a lot of anti-Chinese films you would think anti-Chinese films, but we're not seeing that, we're seeing a lot of Chinese influence actually in our movie industry, um uh, Bridget, you're
23: next. Hello. Can you hear me? Uh, yes. Hi. Um, I. Are we still talking about Ukraine? We're talking that's... about
0: everything because we're okay. not
23: the key thing. So pick your <laughs> Okay, great. Well, um, yeah. So as far as the money that they say that they're sending and the weapons that they say that they're sending. I mean, I remember at the beginning of the special military operation, there were tons of videos of soldiers saying, we don't have any weapons, we don't have any guns, we don't have any vests, none of these weapons are coming to us, and um, there's lots of videos of soldiers driving around like old cars that they spray-painted camouflage on that I've seen and stuff like that, so I... I don't even know what they mean by we're sending them this aid because there were also all of the, all of those reports about um, the weapons that they were sending being sold online. And so it just kind of seemed to me like the world's largest pawn shop for a while in the beginning. And I, I was just really confused as to, okay, like these soldiers that they're saying or fighting, they look pretty desperate desolate and desperate and they don't even have you know a single grenade to fight with but also um, I remember hearing the beginning too about how the money that we're sending over isn't really um, like a gift it's more like a loan that Ukraine has to pay back later and then I think too the way that they were saying oh we're spending three or we're sending three million dollars of this kind of weapons or whatever but really it was kind of like that you know, the catalog that they give you when you sell stuff for school and you, you get money, but all this stuff is overpriced, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know. They were just really raising the price a lot on, you know, all the weapons that they said that they were giving them. And so just sort of giving them things, but expecting, I guess, in the end, more money back whenever whenever, whatever they think it's going to be over with. But that also made me wonder about, um, I know one of Putin's very first speeches when he was talking about, I think it was before when he was saying, you know, please, we don't want to do this. These are our conditions. You know, um, this is all we're asking. We don't, we don't want to invade, but we're going to have to, if you don't, you know, stop at the bio labs, if you don't get off our border, You know, I think there were other things, too, but I can't remember them at the point. But he he mentioned that after the USSR ended, that Russia paid Ukraine's debt. Um, I don't know what it was for or anything, but that kind of made me think, too. Okay, so are they is there some sort of long term plan to get Russia to pay back Ukraine's debt again after Russia is finished with whatever they're doing.
0: Oh, like they did last time where they were like pay off all the debt and they're like, what? Like, they're in the surplus, you know, Russia has no debt. So that's interesting, Bridget. That's interesting. Yeah, because you know, it's like nobody tells us what Russia did wrong. Russia was like, yo, you're invading my space Minsk agreement. They said it when I was reporting on how there were weapons being shipped constantly to the Ukrainian border. And I said, I make them right to shoot down, you know, that ship where they had like people and hostages. Do you guys remember that? That's the that's the stuff I'm talking about. That happened before. Like they were putting weapons and making moves. It's because they knew that they were gonna take Trump out of the middle so they can put Biden up there and then they can say, Oh, we're going to war because they provoked Russia and Russia was like, eh, they're no. not that stupid. <laughs> it's
23: yeah, like they oh, no. really fucking are. Look at us. No, now. they're not. And you then know? a lot of other I mean, I, I see reports all the time of, you know, this country promised this to Ukraine and this country promised this. And then a week later, they say, oh, well, we, we're sorry, we can't ship it out for another year or two. I mean, it's just, it's weird the way it's kind of like these countries are, are making these promises, but not really following through whenever they're saying that they're giving stuff away to Ukraine. But I also wonder, I've, I've wondered too, with the other speaker, I forgot her name, but she was talking about um, are we supp- depleting our supplies? Are the other co- NATO countries de- depleting their supplies of weapons and selling them once they get in Ukraine, or maybe before, I don't know, and writing them off? And then um, is this part of Russia's strategy to make you know the rest of NATO spend money, get rid of weapons, make us weaker? Um, I don't know, that's just kind of one of the thoughts that I've had. But Another thing that I've been (laughs) wondering about, too, is just uh, our overall attitude of Putin and Russia and how this operation has just really influenced the public's perspective of Russia in general and Putin in general. They they used to be public enemy (laughs) number one, but now that so many people are finding out what's really going on in Ukraine or or half of what's kind of going on in the trafficking and um, how, you know, the people in the Donbass have been treated and even, uh it's so sad, the Crimea with no water. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like more people are, are liking Russia and Putin, especially now that even, you know, regular people that don't pay attention to much are upset about us allegedly sending whatever we're sending to Ukraine. I don't even know what... What that even means? We're sending money. I mean, who knows what that means? Especially after we found out about the FTX weirdness, laundering thing, and how that played with it. And it yeah, also and made
0: Ukraine me- is an epicenter for crypto exchanges and currencies. You know, they actually have a whole division in their finance, um, ministry, you know, that deals with digital currencies and PayPal's XLM currency, you know, PayPal changed the way that they do business rather than clearing it through the federal reserve. Like they used to, they're now starting to churn your dollars to purchase XLM. And then from XLM, it becomes dollars on the other end to the person, um, that receives it on PayPal. Like, you know, it almost seems like this whole thing is orchestrated and it's fake. But then on the other hand, there are things that indicate that it's very real, which makes it even more scary. Um, Because it looks like it's a show, right? Because you're like, no, there's no way all this is happening. I'm being punked.
6: I went off the ride.
0: And then there's indications that this is like real stuff. Like, stuff is really happening and you're just questioning your reality because there's so many things crumbling around you. I mean, then you have Biden saying he's vetoing bills and it's just pure insanity, pure insanity right now.
23: No, I mean, too, especially with the balloons and how they said it was from China and how just disjointed all this is. And it just makes me wonder if they're just trying to throw stuff at the wall to see what fixed Yes,
0: they totally are. Like we had the Japanese making a big deal about a metal buoy, you know, that just ended up on their beach and they're like mysterious ball. And they're like, Oh, and by the way, we discovered another 7000 islands that we never saw before. And I'm like, wait, stop. What? How is nobody talking about that? Like what do you mean this is twenty twenty-three? You didn't it's not one island. It's not like one that was hiding behind another and you kind of forgot about, you know, or it's like this little rock and is it an island? Let me ponder. We're talking seven thousand just appeared out of nowhere. And they're like, Yeah. So I don't know if we're claiming it as territory, but we found another seven thousand islands. And it's like and mm-hmm. the <laughs> they were focused on the on the on the ball and it's like this is it looks strange as shit like what do you mean seven thousand more islands here we are going to mars and we don't even know what the fuck's on earth and we haven't mapped it out in 2023 like and people are sitting there like yeah la-di-da this topic and it's like it's almost like you know our hair is on end and we're like what's next no tell us what's next
23: And I think 7,000 is a very specific number, too. (laughs) Like, who picked it? Like I said, it's
0: not an (laughs) island that was hiding or something or that you could have missed. Oh, you know, this island was covered with water, but now it's not. Or, oh, we thought it was water, but it was really just blue rock. You know, some lame excuse. No, it's like 7,000 of them. It's not like <laughs> one or two. That's a lot.
23: And I that's was a like, lot of yeah, islands. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I'm like, this is so ridiculous. I was like expecting more people to jump on the, hey, we just discovered another 7,000
23: islands. and Maybe it's like, code. Been
0: doing? I don't know.
23: <laughs> I don't know. I, The whole thing is it's very confusing, but, um, and I don't even, one last thing, I don't know if this is true, I don't even really know what it means, but all of my, you know, Slavic friends or whatever the people that, you know, I chat with on Telegram and stuff, they talk about how they think that um, the New World Order guys want Ukraine to be like a new, better Jerusalem. And I, I've never asked them to elaborate, but that's just the perspective of what i hear from people who sort of live in that area so anyhow wow, i don't that's know that's a weird statement but they really they really believe that like they're 100 percent convinced that they want to get they believe that they want to get rid of all the ukrainians as many as they can and they want to make a better location I don't even like a new improved or just like a second Jerusalem, but they think that, um, yeah, they think that (laughs) they're they're trying to get rid of a certain section of Ukraine or preserving a specific area of it, area of it to be the new hotspot for whatever goes on in Jerusalem. I'm still confused about all of that, but Anyhow, that's that's their perspective. So that's that's all I had. But, yeah, I do wonder if Thank maybe you. they're – Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks.
0: Okay, Bevo, you're next. I hope I said that right. Or is it Bevo? Oh, it's Bevo. Hey, Bevo, what's up? So um, what topics are all intertwined because they're all part of the same kitchen sink would you like to tackle?
15: Yeah, I had a main topic and then all these other people talking. You know, you're talking about the guy in North Dakota – I go back to uh, um, JFK and Oswald, how they made that story up, which was, in my I, I, born and raised in Dallas, in my mind, impossible for him to get to point A to point B in the time and allotted in the official story. But uh, what I wanted to say is about Ukraine, and you, there's been a lot of good points brought up, especially I didn't know that Ukraine was a cryptocurrency kind of, Center or whatever but it, it i'm with you um uh, i'm 50 years old so i remember in elementary hiding under my desk with my hands over my head all my parents friends building bomb shelters because you know the ussr the nukes any day we could be under attack you know i don't know how hiding under my desk with my hands over my head was going to save me but um and R- Russia was this powerhouse, and now it seems like what they want us to believe is that Russia is losing to Ukraine, or it, it just it just doesn't make sense. So what what I think is that we know from the Hunter Biden Hunter Biden laptop that they already own Biden; they own us. I think China's playing both sides. I think, Or China I think, could be
0: the fourth unelected branch of government, really.
15: well, It's almost guess, as if
0: the people in office work for the Chinese.
15: And I guess they want to be the fourth unelected, or how many branches Russia has, they want to be the unelected branch of Russia as well. Because I'm with you. If, if we blew up that pipeline and Putin just said, eh, okay, that makes no sense whatsoever. That's a, exactly. Exactly. That
0: Exactly.
15: And and he just so we're to believe that Russia is so the only really the only card up Putin's sleeve is he has nukes. And that leads me into the point that we're going into World War Three. What is World War Three going to look like? Because everybody has nuclear is it the end of the world as we know it, or is it is it a cover up war like World War One and World War Two? To make everybody forget about people are dying anyway, eighteen to forty-five year olds, which will be the ones going wherever they go to fight World War III, are dropping dead anyway. So now we can say, oh, they they died on the battlefield. I mean, it it just seems like they they know what they've done in the, putting the poison in in in, all, in in the people that took the bags, and they know what's coming, and they got to hide it. Well, and what better way to hide it than World War Three? because a lot of people are going to die if that happens.
0: Well, okay, okay, so we're World War Three, right? We see that from uh, the news, the mainstream media news and what they're reporting. War, 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 Putin bad, you know, Putin bad. But, you know, look at what's going on in our country. Like, we had all these derailments. We had a shitty response in Ohio. We had a balloon that now people are saying was part of an amateur radio thing, so it wasn't even Chinese, um, you know, that flew by. Those are rumors going around that flew by the U.S. and we shot it over water. Then we had unidentified flying objects that supposedly were shot out of the sky, but no one's seen them, right? Then we have, you know, the copper plants blowing up, chemical plants. Then we have one of the biggest fires in in one of the largest oil storage facilities in Veracruz. And then here's the weird thing talking about movies so we had the movie like uh, what was it called White Noise in respects to mm, talking about the story in East Palestine, Ohio right with some of the residents actually being actors and then now near um, Del Carmen, Mexico right we have you know this weird thing with fires and all of these fires are owned by a company called Pemex right well here's the weird thing there's another movie Um, you know, um uh the Eye of the Fire in the Caspian Sea um in July of twenty twenty one. The the PEMEX, you know the, the 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 fire was near an oil platform by the Eye of the Fire was like a Pemex company. So this is like really weird. Like all these movies are depicting and it goes back to the examples that I've given in the past, which are like, you know, um when we wanted to go to war with Russia, we had all these anti Rocky movies, right? Like, oh, yeah. Russia bad, you know, and whatever. Wrestling. Like, we're not even seeing, the only movies we're seeing is a zombie apocalypse. So I'm like super an avatar, right? So, uh, and we're recycling shit. So we're not even seeing anything new coming out of the U.S. that is not about purges and zombie apocalypses. So it's kind of like concerning. Um, and speaking of you movies. That,
15: and and speaking of movies, I feel like we're living in idiocracy right now. I mean, if you oh want about the people of the future, hate
0: it, the people of today. And and
15: um, one last thing before I go, because I'd like to get uh, your take on this. But um, nobody, and I mean absolutely no one, is talking about Afghanistan, Iraq, the Middle East. We left a freaking legion of equipment over there brand new equipment and and it seems like ever since the withdrawal everybody's everybody's okay well they're good and like so do we even know what what they're thinking what they're doing what they're i mean it's just it's just for you know after spending 20 years there do we know everything we need to know or is it just you know oh they're really good people. They'll do the right thing. I don't know. Well, that's I, just that's, left field, that's, but that's I what mean. I
0: hope, Bebo. That's what I hope because no one's talking about the Hazari massacres going on right now and the genocide happening there. We've got it up by Eritrea, Djibouti, and stuff like that. So thank you for your comments. Um, I appreciate it. Um, that, was, that was excellent because, you know, these are things that we should all be discussing. Um, you know, what? What else is going on at the same time? You know, like we have Hillary Clinton today. She was on MSNBC, you know, kind of asking for someone that's close to Putin to kill him. Like, this is crazy shit. Like, we blew up their pipeline. We're the ones that put weapons right there to violate the Minsk Agreement. We were like, yeah, there's war coming, like, and we're instigating war. And now we're literally calling out for his assassination. Like, this is not good. And you know what? They're going to nuke us, and they're going to tell us somebody else did it. Can you see that now? Um, uh, Who hasn't spoken yet? Mark. Mark? No, Mark. Okay. Okay, Mark. Um, We'll go to finding things. Hey, Tori. Uh, My question was about the um, train
17: trained in Arkansas because we looked everywhere. I'm um, in the Taurus as Arkansas group and we could not find any information. And we even called one of the members called the Arkansas department of Transportation.
0: Yeah, it was a short rail. It was a short rail and um, uh, it apparently had an anhydrous ammonia from what I saw and it wasn't that serious. But the question is, why did it happen at that time? So yeah. I've been looking at that short rail and, um, to see if i can get you know their internal investigation thing because there was no actual city or state response um because anhydrous ammonia usually in derailment they're very well contained unless it's ex- uh, you know something exceptional and considering that it was short rail you know uh it it obviously is still class one you know movement but it was on the short rail so it's a little bit different you know the way they move through things than the class one rails so um, I looked into it. So there was, like, no – there was a st- local response, right, to, like, get statements or whatever. But, you know, the railways have their own police anyway. So that's what I found out. I'm waiting to hear more on that, too. Yeah, because she called the Department of Transportation. They're like,
17: oh, aren't you talking about Ohio? And she's like, no. So we are like, if they're not even aware of it, why not?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the what well, was it – The what, what derailment was it? Was it Texas or some other one, what other, was it Nebraska, where, you know, people were like, hey, there's a derailment, and the DOT was like, no, there's not, there was like something like that floating around on Twitter for one of the, <laughs> and I was like, Damn. That was crazy. That was a tough question. You couldn't find any information, and I was like, what? Yeah, the no, I found, I tracked it down from the person that had put it out, and I and I looked at it. And then we had that helicopter crash in Alabama, right? That was crazy, too. Like, nobody talked about that shit. The helicopter that crashed, was it in a highway or something? Um, that was crazy. Like, a military chopper just, like, right just crash and like nobody talked about that either and then there was this some um, other plane crash with environmental scientists you know there's like a lot of stuff going on at the same time and we just need to maintain focus and i think if we want to get to the bottom of this whole op we need to be like okay inefficient responses is where we should be paying attention to the most and obviously um, you know what they're doing it's almost as if they're trying to dupe us or have us fall into some pocket of attention so we're not paying attention to other things Um, thank you finding things we have like about 10 minutes before we go let's see if mark mark are you there now okay mark's not there um bayou go ahead
18: Sorry, I was trying to get my mic off, but it was more on, you know, listening to you guys talk about Rocky and all. That was kind of what I was meaning earlier is what I what I feel like that's really interesting is, you know, he could have, of course, I mean, speaking about Putin with the Nordstrom pipeline. But I, one thing that's really baffling is we're supposedly in space working together and we need his help and all. I mean, I, I just I can't imagine that Um He'd have to do that if, if we were really, you know, on the verge of World War III. But, you know, going back to, um, you know, the Cold War times and all the Rocky movies and all, it's kind of like all the propaganda that we see. It's weird because it's definitely more like against our own nation in a way of like, you know, to give up our freedoms, give up our rights. MAGA is bad. Um, but then at the same time, it reminds me of 9-11 and you know, um, the Gulf War that like, if you didn't support the Ukraine war, then you're not patriotic in some way. It just almost feels like the propaganda, yes, is to distract us, but it's also to kind of desensitize us, I guess, or or distract us from what they're doing to us as well. I don't know. It's just just a thought there. But I wanted to bring up the space situation because I just, it. it why would he help us? It makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. You know, I wanted to say something. You know how I told you guys that they have independent feedback mechanisms? Well, I just got a hold of the Northern Southern Railway train derailment assessment. And what they said is that the the train car um, 32N um, had dynamic brake application. And when it passed the wayside defect detector, an alarm did. Um, instruct the crew to slow down and stop the train to inspect a hot axle. The train engineer increased the brake application to further the slow and stop the train. During this deceleration, an automatic emergency brake application initiated and train 32N came to a stop. So basically it's saying that the kickback mechanism that I was talking about, that um, secondary mechanism where the emergency brake would happen, that's, that's, that, that kicked off on its own. It says that... Um, on the Fort Wayne line of the Keystone Division, um, they equipped their rail network with all this shit. They're saying that they checked the temperature, um, and after it stopped, the crew observed a fire and smoke and notified the Cleveland East dispatcher of the, de- of a possible derailment. The hell? Was it derailed or not? Is the question. Possible derailment. And, with dispatcher authorization, the crew applied handbrakes to the two rail cars at the head of the train. They took the head locomotives and moved them about a mile away from the uncoupled rail cars. And the responders arrived at the derailment site and began response efforts. And they say that on February 5th, they mitigated the fire, but five derailed DOT 105 specification tank cars, 28 through 31 and 55, were carrying 115,000 gallons of vinyl chloride. And it continued to concern authorities because the temperature inside one tank car was still rising, which would mean that all they had to do was wet it and dilute it. Like, I don't understand why they blew it up. So they decided to controlled venting at about 4 p.m. on February 6th, and they vented it for a while. And then they said that they identified and examined that the 23... 23- rail card and consist. They found surveillance video from local residents showing the wheel bearing at the final stage of overheat failure. Hold on a second. If an emergency brake is applied automatically while they're already slowing the car, that would actually spark. So was there really a fire is the question. Um so they're saying how they did this that they said the surveillance, the vinyl chloride this was their initial report. They said they're not involved in air monitoring, testing water quality or anything. And they said that they're still investigating, um, you know, what happened. But those are the events that we finally got from the railway. Okay. Um, uh, who's next? Um, who hasn't spoken yet? Yo, Mama. Yo, Mama, are
1: you there?
0: Yo.
17: <laughs>
24: I'm there. What do you want to talk about? Yo, um yeah so so yeah we have
0: like five minutes and I want to get to like, okay so if they're bringing
24: so if they're bringing in all of this fentanyl to kill like hundreds of thousands of people, Tori, what are they bringing it in for? are they putting it are they going to put it into our water
0: supplies?
24: I mean I live in Arizona so they're bringing like, I don't in know. all of this look, shit I don't
0: know. Hold on. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying they're putting in the water supply, okay? Like, no one... I haven't gotten...
24: Like, what is the what ever. is the end all? Like, what's the game? Because they're bringing in pounds of this shit over the border. I mean, yeah, people are
0: caught cocaine, every day. Too. They're bringing weapons. They're bringing humans. I mean, what I is know. the point? It's just to what drive the, the
24: Yeah, what is the end game? Because they... I mean, people are caught every mountains. day in Yuma with, like, pounds of fentanyl pills. Uh, they're bringing in... Yeah, I know. Like, humans. No, no, it's
0: it's it's their business
24: it's their scare tactic it's their business right but i mean if they're bringing in train loads of this what is and we're manufacturing it what is the end game for it i mean
0: they're making money there's no other end game there's no they're other end game money. yeah they're making money the end game is your commodity and they could get rid of you and they're making money and as far as they're concerned that's okay I mean, that's 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 import exports to them, nothing else. And is it all for us
24: can... in the United States, or is it to export I mean, out of the United States worldwide. too?
0: We're just this is going on worldwide. Like, okay, so
24: you were also saying that this train derailment, there was stuff in the train that wasn't supposed to be found, right? So they blew it up. Well,
0: well that's <laughs> the only reason that they. Would the only do reason, it. and right. and if it wasn't staggered correctly. You know, to hide you know things that would be considered criminal, but right. also it almost feels intentional because it's just really bizarre. But right. oh, okay, thanks for that. Um, yeah, you, um, Tex, go ahead. You haven't spoken yet.
11: Uh, yeah, I was just going to say uh, a, a lot of people are talking about China being an enemy, and uh, you're saying fourth unelected branch of government, and I don't think uh, many people are connecting the dot that we created them in 1949 with Mao, and then throughout the last 60 years they have been a finger puppet of the mic and now they're showing up them as an enemy when it's actually our own mic doing this upon ourselves
2: I
0: mean, why would we? Yeah, yeah. Why would we sell them CAA? Like, why would we give them so much stuff? I mean, right now in the state of North Dakota, they're pretty much owning property. If I was still in North Dakota, I'd be leading the charge to eminent domain the shit out of their property. Like, these are. I'm just saying, these are things, you know. But the thing. Why are we loving them to death? Well, yeah, they, we're, we're loving them and they're killing us. But it's like exactly. the people, there's like a handful of people that want to fix this text but it's like there's a lot of people like I was speaking to some people in North Dakota that are working on things and I spoke to three different people and, and, and uh, you know, two of them gave me the vibe of, I know best, this is my town, you know and it's like, dude, if you didn't know about this shit five years ago, you don't really know what's going on in your backyard. So you know, uh, it's all been very pretentious and it's to make an argument because now they're realizing it's a problem but people in small states like North Dakota or West Virginia right they're kind of just used to the good old boy club thing and they just bend the knee and it's like a normal thing for them to just sit idly and say, well, it'll fix itself or, well, you know, I have bread to eat today and I have a roof over my head, which is what a lot of people say. And, and this is why we're in these predicaments, because no one speaks up proactively. They just do it reactively. And at that point, you know, it's anybody's game. Um, Fran, you haven't said anything. Go ahead.
25: Hi, Tori. Tori says PA. We love you. Um, and we're just so proud of everything you've been doing for us. My concern is, I know Gandalf is not going to come to save us, and I can see all the uh, masks on our leaders. And uh, what you know? What else can we do besides getting local?
0: pounding those phones and getting local. I mean, and the thing is, getting local, now we have people, you know, being like, oh, we're just going to stick to the same program. We're still sticking to the same things, using Democrat, Republicans, still polarized, thinking that we're going to go in and take the rot out. And that's pretty difficult, as you guys can see. I mean, no matter how much rot you take out, it just comes back. And, you know, this is is all we can do is be local, be vocal, and, and don't stand down you know these people do work for us and it's important that we hold them accountable every step of the way and that's why you know when when the GOP house has a hearing in Ohio I'm going to go down there and I'm going to be like is it just you know luck of the draw that this place is polluted now and we have soil that no one will accept You know, considering that you said that you wanted to put a water treatment plant, is that what you're going to do to help the community now that it's all messed up? Oh, don't worry, we'll build a water treatment plant in there. Oh, that'll be for two things. One, we'll clean up the water since it's so bad. And two, it'll help with the Intel project. Look at all the H-1 visas that we're going to bring in, creating jobs for H-1 visas. Fantastic. But, yeah, that's all we can do. Stick local and be vocal. I mean, that's all we can do is to continue being vocal and, and not letting them down.
25: Yeah. It's just so frustrating to see all the patriots around that, you know, with the water threatening that, you know, that we, we're not going to be able to have water, uh, you know, with the attack on the poultry that we've seen. I mean, I know people local that are good friends of mine that have, you know, their chickens have literally stopped, laying until she went and got different feed i yeah,
0: mean just- was, yeah that's the thing if we can't unite over food and water we're never going to unite and that's the problem that i'm seeing rather than all of us unite united voice, voice strongly over one thing everyone has their their own thing they want to focus on i want to focus on this i want to focus on that and we you know this is water this isn't like uh you know you die without water
25: I know. And when, what can we do about that? The whole, I mean,
0: well, all we can they have places is, that can, you can't,
25: yeah, that you can't use rain barrels. You can't cook. And who would really with the chemtrails want to drink that rain anyway, without putting it through a filter.
0: Yeah. Well, Order. they're going to take people's right. wells next, you know, and, and that'll be fun to watch, you know, to see how suddenly it's affecting a lot more people than just East Palestine. And at that point it's just way too late. Let's get some final comments, because we're going over.
10: Thanks, Tori. Thank you. Hey, Tori, was that your alarm that you off in the background?
0: No, I don't have any alarm going
10: on. (laughs) I heard a countdown going on. Can I give a final remark? I'll be about 30 seconds. Yeah, please. So, a few things. You mentioned Pemex. The other gentleman mentioned Afghanistan. What we're witnessing, in my opinion, is the takedown of the old guard. When the three explosions occurred in the oil finding that were owned by pemex that was after the hearings in arizona where the cartels were exposed with the mortgage fraud and so on and so forth the derailments the, all these railroad derailments they're literally showing us who's who okay because only a few people could make that happen you have the military industrial complex which is now the military pharmaceutical complex showing who they really are and who they control which is the CIA, which does control the Ukraine. That's a fact. I can't upload documents right now because I'm I'm banned, but I do have documentation to prove that the CIA runs and controls the Ukraine. I just want to give some positive... uh, uh,
0: Hey, hey, Sir Oliver, you're talking to the person that says, hey, I rigged the elections in Ukraine. I know we run them.
10: You you know it. Yeah, I know it
0: for a fact. I I hired the people at the State Department to go and do it.
10: Yeah, like, no, I, you know I, what I, mean? I just like seriously. I, yeah, I, I, for, for those who don't know and for those who haven't been following Tori, I just want to try to, you know, remain positive, try to re- remind you to remain positive. We know more now than we ever have, and which each, each day that passes, we learn more. So we have to start playing our role and being involved, like you said, getting involved locally, demanding that our representatives do their job. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, we're almost there. Good night, Tori. Thanks for letting me
16: speak.
0: Good night, and thank you. That's exactly true. There's a lot happening in the background that we have no idea is happening. You know. But on the other hand, if you know, people don't actually have a win on their own, we'll be right back here in a few years. In twenty twenty eight, when they bring their rhinos back, we're we're screwed. Actually it's like twenty twenty six, but yeah. That's a story for another time. Anyone else for final thoughts before we go?
1: Yeah, I have some final thoughts.
0: <laughs> Me uh, too.
1: <laughs> like, like rapid fire, quick, because there's been a lot talked about. Okay, so first thing I want to say is the on the the chat the chat Isaac case, right? The Mandan massacre, massacre. Well, turns out, and I found this out by a lady that had two FBI agents that stayed at her place. Um, that were here for something she could not talk about nor would they divulge but she said that Chad Isaac's niece actually was busted with tons I don't know how many tons um, and I think I found the article once but I couldn't find it again of marijuana in one of those storage facilities that that company um, owned and she got probation the 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 man that was with her, which is, I'm going to assume a cartel member, um, took off and never found him. Right. And so it could have been just that he, he did this so that his niece, you know, wasn't going to take the fall for some cartel, uh, drug moving. Right. And then, um, as far as the Grand Forks people, um, totally understand what you're saying. Uh in regards to that, because I've been messaging them after Coach told me that there was like a three-way call or whatever, and so I followed up with one of them. Her name starts with a J. I'm like, so, did you get X, Y, Z things done that Tori asked you to do? No, I haven't had time. I've been dealing with, you know, uh, whatever, police corruption. I'm like, oh, okay, I said, if you want me to do it, I'll do it, I, and then I provided her all of the FOIAs that I got. Um, from the different, you know, North Dakota agencies along with the NSA and the um, shit, the FBI or the DOJ, I think is the last one I submitted it to. Um, and so I, you know, if you didn't speak to a man named Cadillac, yeah, I love him. He is a God fearing patriot that they are totally taking advantage of this man in Grand Forks. Forty thousand dollars in attorney fees they've sucked out of this this man and it just ticks me off, but whatever. Um and, and so I understand what you're saying working with these people because I gave them so much information because you know, Tori, you asked three of us to look into Brandon Pachinsky after he won. And so I was watching yep. I was watching every seat c- every city council meeting since you said that. And I warned all of them, including Coachman, about Project Peony. And finally, it was like August of 2021, I called Coach on my way to Minnesota. I'm like, hey, how far are you from Grand Forks? You need to get there. Um, And so finally, people started showing up, I think, in January of 2022. Um, Or no, it was November. And... Um, they created like this Fong like Facebook group and I got booted because I was dropping all this information in there and they didn't like that it was coming from me. And this is how North Dakota is. If you are an outsider and and, and you're not from here, they don't, they will, you will never be welcomed. And so, um, I just thank God that I'm moving back home to Minnesota. Now I got a whole other bear to deal with. But, so yeah, that's on the Grand Forks thing. And then, oh, okay. So with the Ukraine thing, Russia thing, um, I was wondering, where does Astana, Kazakhstan come into play here? Because we know that that is like the, um, what was it? The European Union. That's where their council meets. So like, how does that fit in? Because they butt right up to Asia and Russia, right? And then Djibouti, which I think you talked about, is right below there, I believe, too. And um, is it... Oh, shit. Well, because like at you have to yes. look at the
0: money that they've given to Ukraine. That speaks volumes just on its own. But, you know, as far as North Dakota is concerned, I mean, that's how we're going to get any Chinese invasion. It's going to be from the north. And it's quite unfortunate because, you know... Again, the people of the future hate the people of today. I mean, right. everyone looks like an idiot. We're all going our own ways. You know, influencers, mainstream media, or, or alt media, conservative media, should all be on the same fucking message, you know? And now we're seeing people talking about, oh, let's let's ballot harvest, you know? We can't stoop to their level because that's the way they stoop. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing these things and I'm just like, it's just disgusting. But it goes to show where people sit and how far they can think, you know. But anyway, thank you for that, Brianna.
1: Yeah, for sure. One last point. If, if China comes through, this is, this is my thoughts on this. It's going to come probably from Belcourt, North Dakota. I've been watching them because of the ESSER funds that I found in 2021. Uh, $33 million in ESSER funds. Belcourt has like a population of, I don't know, 2,500. And yeah i was regi- gonna
0: say like two people mm-hmm. i don't even
1: think it has a, st- a
0: stoplight you know oh and oh shit belcourt oh. shut up are you serious Belcourt? Dude. yeah and- wait hold on do you know okay. that belcourt belcourt so you know during the mandan massacre the cop that was actually covering up for the cartels came from belcourt What he like literally transferred down there. Yeah. From Belcourt. One of the cops that was on the scene, uh, one of the cops that was assigned to, to frame that chiropractor, he actually came from Belcourt. That's really weird that they got all that money because there's like two people there, but it's native American territory too.
1: Yes. And, and not only that, but like if you check out this native American school or whatever, if you combine both of them, um, Uh, very shady people superintendents on there and their website's really cryptic but they did list um their ESSER funds like what it went to and it has something for like repairing the school and then new construction I'm like new construction for fucking what and then um Bellcourt also this was information that an, an elder told me at one of my like patriot things that I did a while back, he said Belcourt was actually the place that every single person got their social security income checks from. He's like, did you know that? I said, no. So Belcourt has received a shit ton of money coming in and going out. It seems like it's been corrupt for a very long time.
0: Yeah, Belcourt was where I went to my first powwow. So that was
24: cool.
0: yeah, I was invited with, by one of the elders a while back. Um, All right. Thanks, Brianna. Okay. I want to get going, but 911 wants to say something. Go 911.
9: Hey, I was just going to say, does anybody find it weird that when you see pictures in Ukraine, their soldiers are taped with different color tape, blue, green, or yellow? Does anybody else notice that?
0: Yeah, it almost looks like it's orchestrated media. I mean, didn't they find like a double of Zelensky and stuff, like body doubles? And then you're thinking, wait, is this whole shit digitized? Or is there a real body double? Did they like steal a play out of freaking John McAfee's book? Like it's just really bizarre.
9: Yeah, that's definitely
0: Yeah, I noticed I noticed the banding, the blue banding, the white banding, there was red mm-hmm. banding and I and I've been I've been paying attention to the footage to see are the like color coding media teams, because that's what they do. Oh, and speaking of media thing, there's like this picture going around showing people breaking into the Capitol with like earpieces. Those are specific media pieces that's, that, that that crews use. It's not freaking fed pieces. Just saying.
9: Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought that was really odd. I was like, normally in a war, you're not like going to draw attention to yourself with bright colored tape.
0: <laughs> yeah, normally you don't have your double... Your stunt double, if you're so important, walking right behind you. That was super weird. So anyway, I really enjoyed the space. We should do these like every weekend and just talk about topics. So now all of us can walk away and say it's 2023 and we've discovered 7,000 new islands (laughs) that no one is claiming. And no one's talking about it. I think that's like the weirdest shit ever. (laughs) It's 2023.
1: Can we claim them? Can we go claim them? I don't know.
0: Like, we're mapping fucking stars, Brianna, and we can't find, you know, islands. Not one. Hiding. We're just coming up, and it's a little rock. It's like 7,000. And... You know, it's not a big deal. Like I, that would have been the, the opening line for every damn movie theater, hey, or movie theater well, show like, you know, on Tucker, it would be like, hi, it's like Monday. And, you know, before we start everything, we've just discovered more land on the face of this earth in 2023. We just happened to miss 7000 islands. You know, that should be like an opening line for every news thing, like just to show the ridiculousness of everything happening
1: right now. Like that should be like the opening line. Were these islands? Are these islands inhabited? Do you know?
0: Nobody knows. Oh, okay. All we okay. know is that they discovered seven thousand. 000... I went on my Chinese chat groups um, um, to get into the. Well, the Chinese chat groups have Japanese, Chinese um, in WeChat. We don't have any. We we have like three, four people on Telegram from Japan. And I've asked them to, like, find out more on the sauce on these islands for me. I'm, like, scouring WeChat. I'm, like, I really want to know, are they going to tell us the dodo bird is there, or maybe a woolly mammoth that they're trying to, you know, bring back to life through DNA? Like, what the hell is going on here? Um, or maybe that's where the balloons are coming from, these 7,000 islands, because they found real interest in this metal boy. And it's, like, you can tell from the picture there's a boy, you know, from the water. Like, why are you examining it? Like it's a UFO, unless it came from those seven thousand islands that you never knew about, and you're like, "Yo, who are these people with boys in these seven thousand islands that that no one saw in modern history?" Like, I can't even believe this shit. Anyway, um, good night, everyone. Um, yeah, and we'll do this again. Um, thanks for everyone for chiming in and bringing perspectives. And Sir Oliver, you're right. Things are happening. And, you know, in the end, good always wins. God always wins. And, you know, when I see people talking down to average Americans, you know, from MSNBC or CNN or saying things like that, I'm like, you're the loser that promoted a vaccine for a free donut. Like, don't look at me. We're not the same. So um, God bless everyone. Have a fantastic evening. Thank you, Tori. Without me?